Good afternoon. You're all very welcome here to O'Garney Park in Six Mile Bridge for the first of the third of the quarterfinals of this intermediate championship uh, for 2021. We already know two two finalists, uh, semi-finalists, Mr. Ryan who defeated Corrafine yesterday and Tulla who defeated uh, Six Mile Bridge yesterday. So the remaining two spots yet to be filled and both of these to be filled later on. One coming from this game here between St. Joseph to Bearfield and Bodike. And the final fourth and final spot to be filled later on this evening between Smith O'Brien's and uh, that's just beaten finalists tower. As I said, a dark, dreary day here in O'Garney Park. Rain uh, beating down fairly heavily here in O'Garney Park. Pitch in good condition, but yeah, gone a bit softer well, you know, than the usual conditions we've had. But you know, in fairness to the Bridge Club, in, in as good a condition as could, could be. We have we are dined here. I'm joined in co-commentary as always by Pat McNamara and our guest analyst today is well-known St. Joseph's man, man well-known to St. Scarpacum Radio, it's uh, Patsy Fahey and we, we're kind of, we'll, give the, we'll give both teams in, in a moment when we, when we get the teams. So, uh, first of all, Pat, your thoughts? Well, looking forward to the game enormously. Uh, conditions a little bit suspect there from the heavy showers. A lot of showers overnight now. Pitch on top will be skiddy, but uh, having said that, these lads are flying feet and the ground is solid. So, uh, and there isn't there's a gust of wind now and again. But look, it's, it's the makers of a really good game. A young but like team. It's, the, it's, it's the, 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 the two remaining quarterfinals of the of the battle of the two East Clare teams against kind of Topper from North Clare, I suppose. And uh, there are Joseph's county as Mid Clare, I suppose. Patsy, if I have my job, will be right there. So it's kind of East Clare versus versus the, the middle side of the county of the North. So um, that's an interesting thing. thing in itself but but I put a very very young side as we know nearly all under 23 or 4 apart from one or two players in their later 20s uh, uh, Dual Bearfield uh, again a nice mixture of youth and experience there uh, a lot at stake you know both of these teams do want to make progress I suppose Dual Bearfield's need might be slightly greater in the sense that um, you know they are to toilet its purpose as a club that sh- could be senior and maybe should be senior so I'm sure uh, they'll be given this absolutely everything I, th- I think they've had an injury to win the warm up you might be able to tell us more about that in a minute Pat yourself but uh, looking forward to the game enormously Leo and uh, as it, it's, it, it's, it's a game um, could, could be played in, in, in heavy showers and that so that could affect it as well but look we'll wait and see let's enjoy the hurling hopefully anyway yeah and first of all Pat we have to offer our condolences you know we have a number of updates involved with GA families over the weekend and first of all uh, over there in Clooney Queen uh, Des, uh, Des Lynch uh, father of Fergal and look at you, you know him better than, than we do and we offer condolences to all the Lynch family absolutely uh, condolences uh, there's, there's a few families bereaved this weekend uh, the Lynch's first days I've just called out to the funeral there in, uh, at, at the Mass in Queen and uh, there's a, a, a cousin of mine not, not a close enough cousin but reasonably close cousin and relatives exactly and uh, then you have of course Mike Maloney or Mike Billy as he was known from Fecal another, another GA family of course Liam there uh, hurled for, for years with Fecal and Stephen of course his son as well so condolences to them and of course we have the, the O'Brien family in Broadford as well bereaved yet again with the with the sad death of, of Jamie so you know it's a, it's a sad weekend for many people but look uh, I'm sure uh, you know we all the GA family uh, you know join together in, condo- in, con- in condo- sending condolences to those families and I'm sure every little bit of uh, you know care and concern of, of, of the GA family helps a little bit in their time of in the time of bereavement. Yeah, and indeed, also later on today we have killed Smith O'Brien's and Tubber and you know Smith O'Brien's GA club been hit by two bereavements over the weekend with um, Eileen McCarthy, mother of the oh, famous right, McCarthy yeah. family there, down, down there, and Paul, whose her son would be involved with Bodike, but uh, condolences to all the McCarthy family. And unfortunately, don't expect it of Charlotte Ryan, uh, whose sister of Seamus Gleeson, whom we give many years of great service, and is still involved with the Killaloo club down there. So condolences to all those in, in Smith O'Brien's GA club also. And Petsy, 
looking at St. Joseph's, right, it is an injury hit St. Joseph's. It's like casualty ward out there. It's like Lennigan's ball. He's in and out. You might be able to enlighten us more, Petsy. Yeah, uh, Leo, there's a few lessons picking up knocks, I suppose, in the last few weeks. Uh, I know Massey Herr there picked up a knock playing soccer there last uh, last Sunday and he was touch and go. It looked like he was on starting, but I'd say he pulled up in the warm-up there, Leo. So he looks like a non-runner there, um, waiting to see who goes in instead of his place, obviously. Uh, Darrow Shea would be the normal centre-back for Dorbeff. Uh, he's been ruled out as well. So Darrow would be a huge loss to Joseph because he's good to read the game and he's a great striker and deliver, deliver the ball as well so it looks like Fionn Kelleher has gone in from, from wing back to, into centre back with Aaron Landy then coming in uh, wing back and Alan O'Neill out in the other wing so you could say Dorbe are very 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 strong men on, on both wings you know it's something that if the aerial ball goes down on top of them I would I would imagine that Aaron and, and Neil would have, a, would have a definite advantage of that um, looking at Jack, Jack Hannon is coming in wing forward uh, for the injured Owen Hanrahan so Jack brings a huge amount of experience as well he's been unfortunate getting uh, injuries in the, in the club football matches but he looks like he's uh, ready to go here for the Hurling so himself Tom uh, would be would be very much to the focal point of the door barefoot attack in the half forward and Tom Hennon's having a very good year I've watched him uh, most most of the games this year he's he's, he's, he's been very impressive although the, the team hasn't been impressive as a unit in the last two games I thought they were very patchy against Partine in, in a lot of patch, uh, in a lot of a lot of the play only pulled away probably after the second water break and against Corofin they seemed very 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 flat and lethargic in the park last week where you really have to p- produce your A game obviously Leo in the park and Dor Barefoot didn't do that so I'm expecting a big performance today I think conditions will suit cert- certain lads in, in, our, in our team because they're big and strong men I'm not sure if the Badaik makeup you probably know a bit more than that Leo so I said I'll leave that to you Yeah and I suppose Petsy uh, he's a total contest but Ike but Ike are a young, young team and maybe the, the conditions may not suit him on, on today but look at you, it's a quarter final championship and you have to put all that all that behind you we'll give you the line out of both teams first of all we give you the Badaik team in goals is Seamus Quigley Aina Dial, William Fitzgerald and Tino Statry is the full back line Kevin Drost, Kian Minogue and Sean Wiley is the half-back line. Uh, the Dial brothers, Cahill and Sean Yerry, Lauren and Parker. Tammy Minogue, Patrick Fitzgerald and Cahill McKinnon is the half-forward line with Peter Flower, Fionn Statry and Jamie O'Donnell making up the full-forward line. And St. Joseph's line out as follows. In goals, his number one is Paul Madden, Kevin Meany, Adam Mungham in the full-back and Joey Keane, Ellen O'Neill, uh, Fionn Kelleher and Aaron Lendy, Don Lahoran and Jamie Keane is in, uh, in midfield in place of injured uh, Massey Heher, Brian Gilfile, Tom Hennon and Jack Hennon is the half-forward line with Conor Tierney, Cahill Ruane and Keen Burton uh, the full-forward line. The man in the middle is Niall Malone and Seamus Quigley is man in the goals here at the Kilmory End as what I take up a station here uh, at the Kilmory End uh, which means Paul Madden is defending the goals here at School End and the game is on here in O'Garney Park and the ball is in the middle of the field. It's out straight out to Tom Hennon. Tom Hennon gets a low ball in towards the corner. He looks like he's a Tierney. He gets out in front of Willie Fitzgerald and a ball in towards the corner and, that, and that's an early score for St. Joseph's off the stick of Cahill Rain. Cahill Rain now out at wing forward. So a good start. It was Keen Barron who, who off that loaded that ball. So uh, for a good start for St. Joseph's and Pat, that's exactly what St. Joseph's wanted. Well, it's nice to get a scoreboard so quickly, but uh, Cahill Rain there took that very well. Uh, may have a bit of a breeze with him, hard to say. It's, it's, it's kind of a swelling breeze, but uh, you know, it settles it down that little bit. But so early it, but I can only, are only waiting to get their hands on the ball now. And the ball is out. It's Tommy Minogue. Tommy Minogue for Bright in the, in the half, half forward line. He's beaten up by Lendy. The experience Aaron Lendy gets the ball out here. Kevin Dross trying to pick it up for Bodaik. He's no 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 in his early stages. That St. Joseph's a much stronger team. The ball is out to the wing back O'Neill. O'Neill puts the ball in the court towards Tiernan Statry. <coughs> Tiernan Statry. Tiernan Statry and Jamie Keane. Statry, whose uncle uh, Michael is the manager of, of, of St. Joseph's. And Statry is a tremendous uh, player, Pat. A player we've been twos about. He's won, really one for the future, Pat. Absolutely fabulous cornerback. Any player who plays, really, a young player. One good for you there for himself. And as you said, his uncle in charge of the opposition as well. It makes it very interesting. And a ball up the corner from Keane 
walk up towards Bad Patrick Fitzgerald. His battle with Mungaman is going to be interesting. Gets the ball back in towards Carl McKinnon, another young player. Carl McKinnon taking the ball down along the sideline here. Gets it out to Paddy Fitz, but it goes out over the sideline. Off the stick of Adam Mungaman. Looks like he's going to be line, line ball for like. Looks both, uh, but I maybe seem to be playing with a man back Petty in these early stages. No pattern developed as of yet. No, indeed not. It looks like they, they have one free there in the half back line. It would probably be to, to serve as a, as a cut off point to the, the danger man, uh, Carl Owen, Connor Tierney inside in the inside line. And the ball in from Hennon gets it in, in over the sink of Slattery, goes in. Willie Fitzgerald trying to make this ball, but Willie Fitzgerald is he's in a race with Keane Barron, but Willie not the, not the fastest, but the ball goes into the corner. Tierney comes across. St. Joseph putting on all the pressure. It's a good ball across. He's going to be caught up by Keane Minogue. Keeman all plays the ball out to Shawnee Dyle in the middle of the field. Shawnee coming across, rain beating down here. Shawnee gives it to the brother who gives it back to Shawnee. This is Badike at their very best, and the challenge comes in there from Donald Holland. Holland. But I could maybe be better advised get this ball and move it on. Shawnee Dyke tries a bit of soccer skill. Tommy Minogue trying to get in there. Key Minogue, the centre back, trying to pick it up. We're right in the head back then. Minogue, a great ball, gets the ball now. Looking for uh, Jamie O'Donnell. Jamie O'Donnell, good control from O'Donnell. Upflows it to Patrick Fitzgerald. A shot from Patrick Fitz. That's the Livingston score. That's good team play from Badike, Pat McNamara. That was a very, very good team score. Before that, the, the, the Doyles combined brilliantly, were foiled by uh, maybe one extra pass. However, they got it right there and uh, a lovely finish by Young O'Donnell, who's a very, very elusive player. When he's on form and that was a, a, a lovely a lovely move involving game and Petty Fitz goes with the deadly finish and the ball comes out out the corner to Baron Baron gives it back uh, to O'Neill O'Neill is not <coughs> going to miss it that's a shot from O'Neill is there a tail in it indeed there is but it comes inside the left right left hand post over the bar from Ellen O'Neill Betsy, you, you know Ellen much better than us, but a great servant and a very versatile player. Can play in any position. Absolutely, can play in the full forward line and the half forward line. But now he's used as a wing back, and uh, I'd be I'd be saying, but I could be probably avoiding him from a, from a long puck out here. Here we go, short. The ball comes out to Aina Dial. Aina Dial trying to be, tries to get away from the challenge of Connor Tierney. Dial coming out out into the half back line, pushes the ball up, but he only finds the stick of, of Brian Gilfile. Gilfile gives it back into the middle. A shot from St Joseph's, and they return it with interest, but it goes out to the right hand side and gone wide. That was Jamie Keane. Uh, who hit that one out to the shame yeah Jamie who hit the ball Shawnee Keane sorry we put, give him his proper title who was introduced later in place of Matthew Hare quickly with the puck out the breeze seems to be favouring uh, Joseph maybe in these early stages the ball comes out out towards Cahill Dine in the middle Cahill Dine has been challenged by Brian Gilfile Shawnee Cahill gives it out to Shawnee a high challenge there from the centre forward which tonight we know must play the advantage nothing to and toward from Tom Hennon uh, just a, sli- a slight a slight um, a high tackle but but players beginning to get to know one another. I see Peter Flower now seems to be moved out from his corner forward position out around the middle of the field. And I suppose, Pat, but I maybe have to try and bunch it up and try and stay in the game for as long as possible. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, uh, but, uh, Six Mile Bridge is a fine open pitch, and I mean, the, the, but I can't play in the lack of space of that in terms of meeting a bigger team. They can open it up for the world. Tour. But I have a funny feeling Joseph wouldn't be too worried about it opening up either because they are, they are athletic players. So, But like, as I said, it's not a tight pitch, so, but I have the chance to play the ball down the flanks and uh, let's see, can they, can they, you know, get space for their somewhat maybe lighter players uh, touch players maybe and see if that works but for them but uh, it's still fascinating two points to one there's nothing in it it's uh, early in the game four and a half minutes gone so uh, you know it's only still finding its, finding its feet this game and uh, the Riffers have been a bit of a fussy chat there for a while yeah, he's having a work with Shawnee Dyle, and there is a couple of incidents maybe going off behind the scenes that maybe he might have to keep a close eye on, but it's a free for Patrick Fitzgerald, 65 metres out, dead in the centre. It's St. Joseph's, who are in the lead by two points to one in this broadcast, brought to you associated with Dirk Credit Union, and our outside broadcast, sponsored by Michael Long Construction. Uh, Fitzgerald, who has one point from play on the board here in these early moments. Can he level the scoring here in Organi Park? The rain seems to have subsided a small bit. Here comes Patrick, drives this one, is the uh, tail in it. 
Indeed, there is a 10 at the wrong one, but was moving from the back point of view, and he moved out to the right hand side and waved it right. The score remains two points to one in favour of St. Joseph's and Paul Madden with the puck out. Paul drills it out here, but while he finds the hands of Carl McKenna. Carl McKenna, with a new player into Bodike this year, who has had a tremendous championship. Shawnee died for Bodike, delivers this ball in, in looking for Tom Minogue, but the ball is going to be cut out by Lendy. Here comes Lendy, gets the ball out to the out to Fionn Kelleher. Kelleher, who's gone in centre back in place of Darrow Shea, who will be a tremendous loss for St. Joseph's. The ball comes out to Shamie Keane. Shamie Keane, but he leaves it for Conor Tierney. Tierney being chased by Aina Dyle. A shot from Tierney. Is that going across the goals on Tierney and gone to the right hand side and gone wide? And this Bodike will be quite happy. Petty to see St. Joseph's shooting from far out, but there's a player gone down for Bodike and it looks, I'd say, to Sean Wiley. He's gone down, uh, picked up an injury there. Um, you might be able to elaborate, Petty. We didn't, we didn't see it. Uh, the umpire has gone out to the side of the goal, so I think maybe there had been some bit of um, messing going on between two players there, and we'll see what remains to be seen. What you didn't, can you elaborate, uh, Petsy? It looked like he picked up maybe a, a, a kind of a shoulder to the midsection, maybe hopefully it wasn't uh, too low, as I say, because it looked like he, he was in a bit of pain there. Um, Connor Tierney just got a good chance there for Joseph, but he probably better better advised maybe to, to maybe double back and have a look and see who, see who was coming across the middle, because uh, in these conditions it's very tricky to be shooting from from sidelines, and I'm sure the, the management will have we have more award with that kind of stuff. At, at water breaks and stuff like that but uh, overall it's been a good start Leo, to, uh, both teams are settling in uh, the, the breeze is tricky it looks like it's favouring Joseph as you said And uh, but I could be quite happy with the situation at the moment yeah and uh, but I who, who uh, beat Newmarket in their first match beat Lost in the second game and beat Clare Castle and St Joseph's who got over uh, Clanlara in round one then uh, defeated uh, Pertin but lost to Corofin quite surprising the last day in the in the, in the last round but we're, we're sure of their place gone through into at that stage the quarter final but look it, it's a new game here today and it's winner winner take all you know and St Joseph's who were in the final two years ago they were beaten by Tober in the semi-final last year and Petsy you know and, and Pat alluded to this earlier on St Joseph's a big club you know and look at we, we understand there is a lot of injuries out there and a dual club would probably love to get back uh, to senior ranks well it's the year to get back uh, Leo with two, two big guns going down I mean um, you get caught in that intermediate again next year and uh, all of a sudden your, your favourites tag are, are no longer favourites and Joseph's have been favourites since the, since the opening gambit uh, of, the, of the year um, judging from what I've seen the last couple of games maybe that favourites tag is a little bit shaky now at the moment but they have picked up a few injuries like you said the jewel club it is tough and it's week in week out and um, you know they just have to get on with it now Leo yeah, yeah and I see Shane Dowling Shane Dowling you know who's ruled out uh, of playing at the moment but moving quite right up along the side line here in front the ball breaks out to Gilfile Brian Gilfile gets a good ball in he's going to be cut out by Keemanog Keemanog the centre back for Bodike he's blocked down there by Shamey Keane but Bonneau goes back in the left half back position here just in front of the dugout here comes Keemanog trying to come trying to come through could be pulled for over carrying but gets away with it drives that ball up the corner towards Pat, up towards Fionn Slattery Fionn Fionn is being beaten there by the cornerback or by the full back is Ellen O'Neill the ball goes into the middle McKenna McKenna with a good pop pass out to Fitzgerald Fitzgerald is always available for the pass Patrick Fitzgerald out in the corner a shot from Patrick Fitzgerald but there's a tail on that one as it barely makes his way into the goal yeah. good defending by Mugman but in fairness and Joseph's recycled the ball quick the ball comes out to Joey Keane Joey Keane gets the ball out here Fionn Kelleher Kelleher gets the ball across out to Lendy 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 isn't going to mess around with it he opens up the shoulders a shot from Aaron Lendy this ball is dropping in indeed he's oh. dropping over the bear and you know there's no doubt about Lendy he looks at me strong man but, uh, and he's, but he's an, ex, an absolutely brilliant hurler I, I do love watching him hurl he's just he's, a, he's an absolute stone wall he's an absolute monster and giant but the thing is he can use his head his hands and his stick and he knows how to drive a ball and, and drive it with purpose a brilliant point from distance there and Joseph just settled in that little bit better into the game Leo and I noticed the wind is probably not helping but like it's blowing more or less at an angle towards our commentary away from the stand side here and that's why Pat Fitzman wide his own side uh, but again how he was found 
ruined there by Cahill McKenna, who always looks for the pass first floor, scoring his own score. And he ball is in over the head of Fitzgerald, but Mogawin gets the ball, blocks it out, brings it out here to Cahill Rain. Rain is running deep. In fairness to St. Joseph, they've been very, very direct. <coughs> a good ball down the corner towards Bertina Staffy, Tina Staffy and Keane Barron. They were down here in the corner forward position, down here at the Kilmorean. Barron is a strong man too. Staffy goes down the ball, and the ball comes out. Who's it? Who's coming out? Is it Wiley's coming out? Wiley comes out, clears the ball out to Minogue. Minogue takes a heavy, oh. a heavy challenge there from, from Brian Gilfoyle. Uh, a high tackle from Gilfoyle. Uh, Minogue goes to ground, but a free. You know, it's look at typical championship, Betsy. No questions asked or given. Yeah, I mean, uh, in fairness to the Budaikla, uh, uh, he, he had a good, uh, good sh- shot of it in the, in the, in the shoulder. He, he, was, he had the presence to hold on to the ball, but it was, it was definitely a free, and now they have a chance to maybe just settle it down, Leo, and, uh, and take stock of where they're going to hit in this ball because it looked like it looks like they were barefoot of foreign people out the field and just leaving maybe two inside for for uh, for, for for Connor Tierney there and you know and, and if he gets space obviously he's dangerous but but I have the extra man back to cut out that so it's it's kind of a tactical uh, battle at the moment earlier yeah a tactical battle there's no doubt about that and Michael Gilfile and Shane Dowling who are over managers of of and coaches of St Joseph Francie Holland Cayman Tracy and Sil Dolan over but I can it's a finishy also involved with St Joseph's Keenan Oak with his free it's three pints to one in favour of Joseph he puts the ball up in front of Statsy Statsy who would know the manager of 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 St Joseph's quite well out to Shawnee Dyle Shawnee Dyle battled up in the middle of the field and here comes St Joseph's again the ball comes out to the midfield or O'Halloran O'Halloran doesn't mess around with it gets the ball down towards Keane Barron who's beginning to get out in front to Willie Willie but Willie is dogged Willie but he leaves Willie for ground for dead on this occasion but Willie is trying to catch up the ground but here comes Barron off his left hand side from Keane Barron and a shot from Keane Barron that's Gohoran dressed now and there's no doubt about it Pat, uh, Pat McNamara Keane Barron seems to have the beating of Willie Fitz, Fitzgerald in these early stages yeah he looks lively and secondly shooting from the stand side today is the, is the place to be because the, the wind is carrying the ball at an angle as I said so the, the wind fully behind that as I went over uh, great shooting great shooting by Barron and uh, there's, a, there's a good variety of, of, of shooters on the Dour Bearfield team as well as interesting to see uh, you know whereas maybe whereas uh, right might be depending on, on Betty Fitz a good bit for, for points there's more of a variety of shooters from different angles whether it be Tierney from close in or uh, and maybe Lendy from far out you know and uh, Rowan there supplying good ball in as well playing very deep so at the moment you could say uh, Dour Bearfield have the upper hand four points to one it is and uh, just before we go further it's 11 and a half minutes into the first half yeah 11 and a half minutes four points to one and, and indeed uh, Barron is back on, on, the, on the field <coughs> or was it Shemi Keane was had picked up for injury the ball comes out here in the middle of the field and here comes the swing back and Kelleher this lad is really beginning to slam again to Rowan Rowan doesn't normally mess around with it gets the ball in over the top uh, towards Willie Fitzgerald and, and Barron this is definitely a tactic uh, Willie t- being, t- being t- held up by, by Barron held up by Willie where he shoots it over the shoulder that's a tremendous score from the stick of Keane Barron and Patsy Fahey this man is a player he's a tremendous prospect he can hit it left to right he's, he's low he's well able to catch high ball he's a great player for the future Patsy yeah he had a great first half against Partin there the, in, the, in, the, in the second round uh, he came, kind of really kept Joseph's in it with, with his performance uh, he looks like um, but I have a, have a little issue there they might be looking at maybe a change or, 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 or maybe a little bit more help there for, for, for Willie Fitz yeah Willie is in trouble with Keane Barron now, now Barron goes up and takes up <coughs> station at full forward it's five points to one Tommy Minogue for Budike in his debut season gives the ball back to Kevin Dross we're playing up in front of the stand out to Paddy Fitz 45 metres out can Paddy drill this one indeed he drilled that's a tremendous score that's what I get their very very best uh, playing the ball around good play by Drost and Tommy Minogue into the sharp shooter Paddy Fitz and that's what they have to do they have to get Fitz on the ball Pat get Fitz on the ball but of course that's easy to read as well if, if, if Joseph's know that's going to happen I'm sure they'll come up with a plan to thwart it as much as they can you know you need three or four lads shooting scores uh, on a reasonably regular basis and that's what I know with Joseph's uh, Joseph's are doing that and at the moment there's a bit of a dependency on Paddy Fitz which hopefully from Bedike's point of view won't come back 
back to Vital too much. And here's, the, and here's the same man, Paddy Fitz, right out in, in the middle of the field. Gives the ball to the unrunning Carl Dyle. Carl Dyle gets away from Ryan, but he puts the ball out to Shawnee Dyle. Shawnee, who had a great game the first in the last match against Clare Castle. This ball is dropping. Is it dropping? It's dropping. Go on and dress now. And the difference is narrow to two points. And that's going to give what I great hope, Patsy. The last two scores, five points to three in favour of St. Joseph's. Yeah, the, 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 the previous one was very good, uh, uh, Leo, but the, that one was very sloppy. It went straight through Joseph's men's legs and uh, it was it was recycled two, two, twice for uh, for, for, for Bodak to put it away. And the ball is out to Gilfile and St. Joseph's are really moving the ball direct. But it's young Statry, Tiernan Statry for Bodak. Here, out coming now back. He started the championship at corner forward. He's now back in the full back line, back in his more natural position. The ball comes out to Cahal Dyle. Cahal Dyle goes short, gives the ball back out to Shawnee. Shawnee shoots off his right hand side. The same scoreline again. Shawnee Dyle go hard and dress now. We're back to the minimum. Pat McNamara, five points to four. Well, how quickly you can change. Uh, uh, Bodak just playing sensibly there, playing the ball short against the wind and trying to find each other with the man in the best position. Shawnee Dial with a beautiful strike just before he was going to be blocked down a risky swing over the bar and uh, the wind didn't seem to bother him in the least so Bodak have really come back into the game great ball in from Wiley Wiley got out ahead of Carl Ryan and dashed Wiley but it's Mogovan and Fionn Stathry Fionn Stathry tries to keep him hits a ball a terrible ball back that Paul good, good control from Madden the goalkeeper the ball comes out to centre back the sun in the eyes of Keane <coughs> as he tries to turn Shamey Keane but Central Keane gets up but his Stathry is there for Bodak Keane Minogue trying to get it but the ball coming who's going to get it is it in a dial cornerback gets it up for Bodike he goes to ground he's pushed in the back by Keir, by uh, Conor Tierney Pat McNamara Bodike have grown into this game it's amazing what a couple of scores can do to lift spirits uh, Liam and that's exactly what the game is about you know you get two or a couple of scores in a row from good moves and next thing you start you think you can win the next ball without a bother whereas before that they were struggling you know they were behind their men and uh, you know Barton was making hay there and uh, Brian Gillifile was in the game you know Owen and Conor Tierney as well but uh, yeah back well in the game now five points to four and we are uh, just checking the time there. Four, almost 15 minutes gone. So we'll be heading for this Ishka, Ishka sauce quite soon. And a push in the back there by Patrick Fitzgerald on Young Keller, I think, is going to be free out uh, for Paul Madden. And Petsy, you know, St. Joseph's seem to be coasting. And funny, as Pet said, a couple of, couple of scores and the whole thing can change. Well, you have to give credit to the Budike management there. They probably said to, to Tiernan Slatter there, make sure you're staying in front of Willie Fitz and Keane Barron. And that's uh, one of them scores happened because, because uh, Tiernan Slatter cleared that ball out. And now the extra man is beginning to make a small bit of hay now for Budike because uh, Joseph can't find the gaps. Yeah, and the ball comes out to, Ke- to Keane Minogue. Keane lets it drop, but he gets back. He comes back out again. He takes on uh, Jack Hennon, and Minogue gets the ball out to Shawnee Dyle, who's available at all times. Shawnee pops the ball up towards Minogue. Good control from Tom Minogue. Tom Minogue releases the ball to Fitzgerald. This would be a tremendous score from Patrick Fitzgerald, but he only finds the safety at the hands of the, the St. Joseph's goalkeeper, who is all <coughs> the time to wind up and drive this ball down to Connor, looking for Connor Tierney. Connor Tierney c- coming down here in front of the, of the dugout here. Here comes Tierney. He's taking on the end of Dyle to Connor he's gone inside Tierney a shot from Conor Tierney but he goes across the right hand side of the post and out to the right hand side and gone wide and St. Joseph's Pet will not be happy with the shooting of the forwards no Conor Tierney looks extremely lively great control just that little bit of inaccuracy running in maybe if he came out a little bit and put over off his left hand side maybe increased the angle a bit but Keane Minogue is anchoring but Ike very very well there Leo he's uh, won a lot of battles there and and cleaned up a loose balls Uh, a bit like Landy at the back maybe for Joseph's in the first seven or eight minutes Keane Minogue from my mind has just held, you know, glued it all together there for Budaik in the last five or six minutes. And uh, at the, so the Sosiske is taken for the first quarter. <coughs> it's five points uh, to, uh, to St. Joseph, four points to Budaik. 
concerning there for, for Brian Gilfile, um, Patsy, he seems to be have picked up an injury as well as receiving physio. And there's no doubt about it that, you know, when he, the funny thing, it's not a funny thing, but when injuries come into camp, it can seem to be infectious. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, and uh, looking at the bench, like, you know, I know a lot of them lads, like, in, you know, they'd be, be fairly treadbare on the bench now, you know, to bring in new lads at a, a quarter final stage of a championship play was because I see Jarl Collin down the right. Jarl would be an option off the bench, absolutely. Serious for, operator, for, yeah. For Dora yeah. But uh, <laughs> looking, at, looking at the last. Uh, the play there with Conor Tierney I suppose he's everything in the package at the moment Conor he's getting out front he's getting good control but uh, unfortunately you know you have to have the full package and that's putting the ball over the bar and uh, he's had two bad whites from that side but I could be delighted with that, at that water break now they've got themselves back into the game from 5-1 down to 5-4 and you know it's, it's all in the, in the mix again Leo Yeah and you know and in fact the condition the breeze the slight breeze is favouring uh, St. Joseph's here in the first half and Pat but I, as Pat said but I will be quite happy going into that water break it's, it was a game that could have gone away from very very fast when just 5 points to 1 but in fairness they got dug deep Shiny died with two good pints and, and Fitzgerald with another pint you know brought him back into the game but again it's the use of the ball you know, instead of panicking and driving you know, panicky balls from defence they worked it through the middle the two lines very much involved in those as they had and Oak start to get off a lot of the time and young uh, young uh, Tiernan Slattery you know in the full back line as well you know, getting out in front uh, and protecting the you know the full back line there very well so yeah but look Joseph still have the point of a lead they still probably look the most likely to break through for a goal you, you think the way Tierney is going there and the way Barron is kind of getting inside as well but uh, Aidan Doyle and Willie and uh, and uh, Slattery are holding the line there still and uh, all to play for really close good and it's an enjoyable game as well yeah an enjoyable game and uh, we're going to restart with the puck out from the Bride court keeper uh, Seamus quickly has been busy with puck outs has been, been troubled great puck out into the breeze a long puck extra drives that ball that's gone down onto the t- on 30 metres out but it rocks down to Kelleher in fairness Kelleher is having a good game at the heart of the Jordan gets the ball out to Rain. Cahill Lorraine gets out in front of Sean Mighty on this occasion pops the ball in over towards uh, Barron and Willie Fitzgerald and Barron has the legs and Willie Fitzgerald again in this stage but the ball has the legs on both of them and goes out to the left hand side or the right hand side to be looking gone wide they puck out from Quigley Quigley's puck out gets it out to Shawnee Dial. Shawnee Dial, the midfielder gets away from the challenge of Brian Gilfile who he offloads the ball to Key Minogue Key Minogue's ball is blocked down but it comes to is a Tommy Minogue and who comes in in there is it's the St. Lendy gets the ball out to Brian Gilfile gets it back to Ellen O'Neill O'Neill has one pint got already puts the ball in and it's Anna Dial who gets out in front of Tierney on this occasion Dial is down on the ground trying to break out trying to break out to tackle gets the ball out to Peter Flower Flower releases the ball out to Cahal Dyle. Cahal Dyle, the, the captain, giant captain for like, gets the ball, but he only finds the stick of Alan Lendy. The ball goes in towards Jamie O'Donnell, but Lendy's a strong man, very hard to knock it off him. And he's been challenged by three or four, but like this, but he just leaves him in their wake and puts the ball, but it goes into the middle where Keane Minogue and Jamie Keane. Jamie Keane, but Minogue is a strong individual and gets a man who played underage for the county at minor and 21. Gets the ball to Staffordry. Staffordry puts a great ball in over the top towards Tom Minogue, but it's uh, uh, Kelleher who's back there sweeping all the time for St. Joseph I'm impressed with this man he's taken over from Dara Shea or Shea who'll be a huge class player we have been really impressed with yes. in the past for St. Joseph the ball comes out to the midfielder Don O'Holland a shot from O'Holland that's a tremendous shot from Don O'Holland and Petsy in honest, it was a score St. Joseph needed yeah absolutely to settle him down you're right to say praise Fionn Kelleher he's doing a good job there at centre back even though he's on he's on the but best player in, in, in Petty Fitz uh, uh, Peter Flowers doing a good job there on Tom Hannon we were just, just alluding to there I haven't seen Tom Hannon get on the ball at all Peter Flowers come off from cor- corner back and 
uh, he's he's kind of taken up a, a marking job on, uh, on Tom Hannon. He's doing quite a good job on him. Yeah, and the puck off quickly. It's six points to four in favour of St. Joseph. The ball goes over the top. Fitzgerald lets it go past him. But he's Donald Holland, the man who got the last point. Gets the ball back to Joey Keane. Joey Keane gets the ball out to, the, to Tom Hannon. Here comes Tom Hannon. And just to speak about him, Petsy, he's making a 70 yard run. He's leaving the Bodike attack in our defence in their way. And Hannon shoots off the left hand side. Uh. Petsy, you better keep quiet because every time you open your mouth, something happens to St. Joseph's. Seven points to four. Good score for St. Joseph's, Pat. Well, if you needed a kick open the behind there, Pat, Pat <laughs> mentioned him. Yeah, Peter Flower did a good job going back around him. Hannon did very, very well there. But again, that's very shoot from shooting from the stand side. That You know, there, there are people that seem to be very accurate. There's a direct kind of an angle wing going across towards the goal. Whereas shooting from the, the uh, as people who are familiar with the bridge, the far side from the stand or the media, the, our media station here, shoot from this side, you're kind of against the breeze and it tends to tail wide at your own side. And the ball, Seamus quickly gets a shot puck out to Fionn Statry. Fionn Statry going into yes, trouble, so. but he gets away with a tremendous skill. Gets the ball out to Wiley. Wiley drops the ball. Wiley at wing back drops the ball, but Statry, I tell you, I love this player. <coughs> he gets a great ball out to to turn out to Cahal Dyle. Cahal Dyle takes this ball in over the top. Fitzgerald does a chance here, but he's the goalkeeper, Madden, it comes out, advances in goal, a very sharp and a, a, a very good goalkeeper is Madden, gets the ball out to O'Neill, who's available at all times, and he passes the ball out to Brian Gilfile. Brian releases the ball here for Joey Keane and St. Joseph's the water break. Whenever Mike Gilfile and Shane Dowling set him at half time, the ball goes into Barron, who leaves with in his wake again on this way. Here's Barron, is he going to shoot? He's coming, that's three times, he's cut the ball three times, and I tell you, you know, there's a bit of complacency there with, with uh, St. Joseph's, Patsy. Keane Barron was waiting for runners, the runners weren't coming. He could have shot himself, and maybe the, the fact that they'd missed a couple of chances was, was uh, in his head from before was probably springing to mind. Yeah, like you said, from that side, Leo, maybe uh, he had a second, a second opinion on it coming from, from our stand side, you know? The ball goes in, it's going to be blocked out by Mugaman. Mugan, the county on the 20 full back, gets the ball out to Kelleher. Kelleher, very composed there from Kelleher. Gets it out to Donald O'Holland. And Donald O'Holland begins to have an influence at midfield. Gets the ball down towards Tierney. Tierney, Tierney being marked by Aina Dial on this occasion. Dial is, is there. The ball comes out, and it's Cahal Dial who comes in to arrest the slide there. Cahal Dial coming across into the middle. He's been swung around by Cahal Lorraine. And the ball is over on the far side in front of the Tommy Mori stand. We're still in play with the linesman. Johnny Healy waves his flag. It's a line ball. And it's going the way at St. Joseph's. It's seven points to four in favour of St. Joseph's in the maroon and white jerseys, but I can their black and amber jerseys. The quick ball. Here comes St. Joseph's. Is it Hennon coming again? He's been chased by Kevin by Kevin Drost. Oh. But indeed, he's been pulled back far over carrying. Indeed, indeed, a free given again, Jack Hennon. I thought maybe in fairness, Pat, I thought he was being pulled back. I, I just uh, you, the wing there was back. a tug there as well on him, actually, I think, but uh, you know, the refs here thought the other way. I'm very impressed with I'm very impressed also myself with uh, with the uh, Fionn Kelleher for, for Joseph's day. He's playing so coolly and calmly. And of course, uh, Donald Holland as well was, was on the, the Clare Forestal team. And I think there's 08 at midfield, and he was a fine player at that time, so he still is. I haven't seen him as much of him as I'd like to see, but uh, it's good to see him back again so many years later anyway, and doing well for, for to, to Rivera Field. And the ball comes out to Holland. O'Connor gives the ball out to Lendy. And does, no, you know, Lendy isn't going to mess around with it. Puts the ball down to Connor. Who's there? Only Barron again. Here comes Barron. He gets away. Shows Willie Fitz a clean pair of heels and releases the ball back out to the centre forward, Tom Hennon. Tom Hennon turns and shoots off his right hand side he's had a shot and it goes out to the left hand side and gone wide and I can see Michael Gilfile the banish to us uh, at <coughs> St. Joseph's uh, shaking his head there he won't be happy with that Petsy no it was a low percentage shot it was over the shoulder I mean he had a chance maybe to move his four steps and then maybe get get into a better angle but it, it is worrying for Budaik that Keane Barron is beginning to find his find his feet and find find a few yards on, on the Budaik full back and Willie fits there and uh, they need a bit of cover to help him out great catch here great puck great puck out by quickly out to Fitzgerald but Fitzgerald is going in the wrong direction and the ball comes out to Rain. Rain coming across the field he switches the ball across looking for Tierney Tierney oh, Tierney is going to get away from me in a dial on this occasion here comes Connor Tierney at 
tremendous player is Tierney. He's bearing down. Here comes Tierney. A shot. A great save by goalkeeper Quigley. That's a tremendous ground save from Quigley. And the ball comes back out to Barron. And Barron shoots off his right hand side. Gohar Andres Nall. But in fairness, Pat McNamara, that was an outstanding save from the bright keeper. Absolutely brilliant save. But what a take from Tierney low down. Three inches off the ground. Caught that ball round today. And, and Aina put pressure on him. Keane, Keane, uh, Mano flew into him as well. But finally, to, to, to goal, he make a brilliant save. Uh, and uh, as I said, Tierney is causing a bit of trouble. As is Bar- uh, as Bar- is Barron, you know those two lads, uh, Archer K. But in fairness, you know the goals have been conceded. But thanks to Quigley for that one. Yeah, and the puck off and Quigley comes out to out O'Neill and, um, and and St. Joseph with Brian Gilfile, and he gives the ball back into Barron. Barron gets out in front of Willie Fitzgerald on this occasion. Barron shoots off his left hand side. And indeed, it's gone out, and you know that's rather lucky. Days get shooting from the stick of Baron. He had plenty and plenty of time, but it leaves but Ike just about hanging on. Eight points to four, Patsy. Yeah, but Ike need to need to re- re- readdress now where their half back line is situated. There's way too much space in between their half back line and Dor Barefoot's full forward line. And in fairness to uh, to, to Tieran Slattery, he can only cover one. He's down the centre. The balls are going to the channels, and it's uh, causing like some serious problems. The puck off and quickly goes to Willie Fitz, and Willie Fitz, Willie Fitz launches it down on top of Tom Oak. This long direct ball not working for but Ike and the ball comes out to Aaron Landy Aaron Landy his pass goes astray on this occasion but Ruane Ruane is, is, is causing problems for Ike by his movement out the field and his ball but the ball goes to McKinna McKinna he will do the right thing and he passes the ball off to Tom Minogue Tom Minogue takes the challenge out to Peter Flower Peter Flower recycles the ball back out to Shawnee Dial out on the left hand side now in front of the stand Shawnee Dial a shot from Shawnee Dial and, and that it is gone to the right hand side and gone wide the score remains 8 points for St. Joseph 4 points for Dyke is double scoring Paul Madden with the puck out out towards Alan O'Neill O'Neill get ready, wait for the ball but it's blocked by McKinna Jamie O'Donnell comes in but it's a great play by, by Cahill McKinna Pet, a young player working his socks off there on the field to play took on the two St. Joseph's and won the free but again lackadaisical play on behalf of St. Joseph's a bit lackadaisical yeah but look uh, they're still more threatening when the ball goes up you know as, as as I said, that gap between the, the right full back line and half back line, the cover isn't simply there enough. And Landy and Tierney are causing enormous trouble. But I have to say, Cahill McKenna's moment, every, every club needs, every team needs a player like him. Just puts himself out, takes the sacrifice to win the hard ball, and then always gives it a better, better place colleague. He's always looking for a colleague who's better placed. No sense of selfishness at all. Totally selfless player. Now, Paddy Beats has a chance. Tricky enough one from 50, 55 metres out, but let's see what he can do. Yeah, this shouldn't have a deficit, hopefully, to three pints from Paddy. He drills it into the Breeze and makes it eight points to five. And Patsy, I suppose, but I see could have keep taking away the scores, keep intact. They're still in touch, uh, Leo. There's no problem with the, with the score line at the moment with that breeze for Joseph. They'll still be happy enough if they're still in touch going up to halftime. And the ball comes out from Madden, gets the ball out, it comes out to the centre forward. It's Tom Hennan. Tom Hennan gets in and cuts in across. Hennan is going shooting, but he's blocked by Cahill Dyle. Peter Flower takes the challenge to Tom Hennan and a free given again. Tom Hennan rather innocuous there, and Key Minogue going to take this free for Budike on his own half back line. Eight points to five in favour of. St. Joseph's here in uh, 25, 26 minutes gone here in the first half in this broadcast brought to you with their credit union and our outside broadcast sponsored by Michael Long Construction here from O'Garney Park. Minogue launches this one up into the air. This is a good ball. Can Statry keep it in play? He does. Statry and Mogovan. Statry gets the ball in his hand. A shot from Statry. A lovely pop shot from Statry. Go on and now. We're back to two points. Lovely flick score from Statry, Patsy. Yeah, long delivery. And finally, that one of them long deliveries worked for Padai because they have been beaten in the air when that high ball goes in. But in fairness, he had a lovely, lovely touch on it and a nice little shot to the snappy strike so he wouldn't get hooked and just uh, flitter over the bar. <laughs> Points to six and the ball is out in the middle of the field for O'Holland St. Joseph's. Charlie O'Holland taking on Shiny Dial on this occasion. Going to give the ball out to Neil. Neil has one point got already. A shot from O'Neill. Indeed, make that two points because for 
the main event left is Holly Pat McNamara. That was Oligo Montez. And O'Neill, he's a, his direct opponent is McKenna, but he's having a big influence, nine points to six. Uh, lovely to see a good strike from midfield going over the bar, cleanly struck. Uh, O'Neill is an awful powerful man, as we know for many, many years. But, and you know, he looks fitter this year than he did in a long time. But it's great to see the wrists working perfectly and getting that over the bar and the sights on as well. Yeah, you give him a free shot, uh, Pat. I mean, yeah. you know, he, he's fairly accurate and he always was fairly accurate. And, uh, you know, it was just a two on one situation that, uh, unfortunately for, for, for Carl McKenna, he couldn't do anything about it. And it was just popped to him and he had a free, free shot. But it was a good score. Speaking of O'Neill, uh, Petty, I suppose he doesn't get the credit he deserves for the amount of service. And, you know, he's a very, you know, everyone says he's a big man, but he's a very, very skillful player also. He is, yeah. He's great hands and, and great stick worker. And no, no opponent wants to come up against uh, an O'Neill in any given day, especially in conditions like today. Yeah, and the ball, Fionn Fion Kelleher gets that ball being tackled by Tommy Minogue <coughs> uh, over on the far side. And, and uh, Tommy Fionn uh, Kelleher out over the side. And Kelleher's influence has kind of waned a small bit in the last few moments. But it's a sideline for Patrick Fitzgerald, 35 metres out, right over just in front of the, dress, the dugout or the, the pavilion over there on the far side. Fitzgerald cuts this one, cuts it rather well. But I'd say, does it, is there a tail in it? And there, there is a yeah. tail in it. It went out to the left and right at the near post and gone wide. And a puck of mock, this and cool bar, Apollo Medin. Eight pints or nine pints for St. Joseph, six pints for Wadike. Madden goes short. They place this one out to Hennen. Hennen. Hennen gets the ball in towards that Burton, who gets out in front of William Fitzgerald on this occasion. Burton, is he going to shoot? Indeed, it's a time, yeah, all the time of day. The turn off his left hand side and put the ball over the bell. Ten points to six. Patsy. Uh, Bam, you know, if enough ball goes into Bam, he's going to do. He's going to yeah, that was that was. But I wouldn't be happy with the easiness of that score. Uh, um, um, Willie Fitz was kind of, you know, maybe three or three yards at, off him at the start, and then it turned out to five or six, and then all of a sudden it's just a, it's just a short, snappy strike over the shoulder. And the ball goes out from Seamus Quigley out into the middle of the field to Shawnee Dial, Shawnee Dial, but loses the ball to Keem and all gets it. Where Patrick Fitzgerald, but Kelleher is trying to get in. Oh. And tremendous play from Fitzgerald. He takes on the challenger Joey Keane. Here comes Fitzgerald. This will be a tremendous score from Fitzgerald, and yeah, indeed it is a tremendous the score. Yeah. Patrick Fitzgerald, he left four St. Joseph's in his wake. He bombed and there's a St. Joseph player gone down. But to be the state from Fitzgerald's pet, 10 points to 7. Well, look, I mean, you love to see those moments. We admire Kieran O'Neill for minutes ago. I just uh, he flicked it over the defenders' head. Defenders hate that. And we know sometimes it can be a difficult thing to do. You can get yourself uh, uh, on a stretcher fairly quickly because defenders hate it. But it worked for Paddy. Beautiful skill. And off the hurley over the bar. Uh, an inspirational point. Yeah, and, and Petsy, an injury for St. Joseph's again. And, you know, again, once again, the, the, this this injury crook's coming back to, to, to haunt him. And, and I'm not too sure who it is down at the moment. Is it Joey Keane? Is, is, is down at the moment. And not, he hasn't moved since he went down, Petsy. Well, it was a, that was the best moment of the match. Uh, you know, Paddy, Paddy Fitz picked it up. He, he kind of one-handed, uh, shrugged off a tackle. And then, you know, he couldn't. Uh, he tried to go around uh, Joey Keane. He flicked it over his head. Joey tried to shoulder him, take him out of it. And Joey came off the worst of it. And then, ball, ball over the bar. Brilliant score from Paddy Fitz. But it looks like Joey Keane is. Uh, is, is in a small bit of bother. Yeah, indeed, he hasn't moved and he's he's stretched out here right in the centre back position here at the, at the school end. And you know, hopefully, he's he's uh, people would rather see Joey back on the field sooner rather than later. And you know, Pat again, like the Camogie matches yesterday, the one thing you don't want to see any player lose now through injury. Oh, far from it, it doesn't matter what side you're on or who you're cheering for or against. You want to see all the players, all the clubs out on the field and let the best team win. And uh, you hate to see injuries because you know, players put so much into the game nowadays and their lives outside the hurling as well and uh, you know fellas have studying to do and work to go to and and uh, all kinds of things like that involved so you don't want any injuries you just want, you know if possible they're 
started the game, of course, but certainly Joey Keen is beginning to stretch up on the feet now, which is a great sign. And look, he's picked up the helmet, and I think maybe he's just winded. And Petsy, you know, it is a very good game to meet a championship game, you know, and as the sets say, only one score from a dead ball. Yeah, it, it is, it's, it's, it's open, it's, it's flowing, and um, but Joseph's probably getting the scores a bit easier, Leo, and that, that, that's not to Budike's liking, obviously. But uh, Budike are only three points down, coming up to half time against the Breeze. It's, uh, it's all good for Budike's all as well. And Budike have, have, have done something to address that, that imbalance, which really fits in the full back line, and Keen Barron that challenge. And Willie is going out wing back now in a switch with Sean Wiley, who started the championship at full back. And Wiley and Drost is going in full back as well. But here comes St. Joseph's, it is Hannon, it's uh, Tom Jack Hannon, a shot from Jack Hannon. Is that going to put a bit more daylight? Indeed it is. And the Hennons have come to the four pass in the last two minutes with two scores from another score from play. 11 points uh, to 7. Well, these two Hennons, I, I think, have come to fruition from St. Joseph. I think they'd be originally for Clannar, if I'm not mistaken, or Clannar roots anyway. And, uh, Declan, they've been yeah, Declan, good cornerback in his they've day. Been yeah. They've been signalled as, uh, as great young players for Joseph a couple of years back. And uh, here they are doing it on the day now when it counts most in your intermediate quarterfinals. Yeah, so good, good, for, good from us, St. Joseph's point of view, see those lads on the ball. Great ball from Wiley into Jamie O'Donnell. And that was a tremendous catch from the young player O'Donnell in his, his debut season in the championship. Great catch on about 20 metres out. Came out in front of the cornerback. Uh, I think it was a Kevin Meany on that occasion. And, and uh, a chance for Paddy Fitzgerald to narrow the deficit. We're in injury time here in the first half in O'Garney Park. It's 11 points for St. Joseph's. It's 7 points for Badaik at the moment. But expect Patrick Fitzgerald uh, to narrow the deficit to a one-score game. Um, hopefully we don't put the kibosh on Paddy. Paddy playing very well in the Badaik attack. And Paddy just drills it. It's 11 points state. And Betsy, you know, we're coming up to the half-time. But Ike will be quite happy. Absolutely. I mean, if I was on the sideline here, you'd be coming thinking it's one of them days that Bud Ike were hanging around here and, uh, you know, uh, a major for Bud Ike would, would change the whole course of the game. But we've seen that, that Bud Ike have had their five or six-minute uh, patches, you know, and um, they're, they're, they're in possession now or they're trying to overturn possession, Leo, and it's a, it's a good to turnover there for Bud Ike. Yeah, and St. Joseph's every time coming out with that, that sharp ball coming out to, from Paul Metten out to, it came out to Adam O'Neill to Mogovan and Bud Ike have turned him over and what a score for Bud Ike before half-time would do now uh, to narrow that deficit more and give him a boost going in at half-time and Minogue taking the sideline ball he's normally very good on the sidelines if he connects it he could drop in around where Fionn Stathry's Patrick Fitzgerald seems confident he's making his way in towards the, towards the square as well and Minogue doesn't disappoint he goes right in towards the danger area the ball goes up Mogovan puts up his hand Fitzgerald has it for Budike it's Thomas, Tommy Minogue with his experience Aaron Lendy and every, to the, come with the hour come with the man and here comes Lendy and as he was breaking out uh, Niall Minogue the Rator calls a half time here of this really entertaining uh, quarter final of the Intermediate Hurling Championship at half time it's St. Joseph's 11 points but I gave points Pat McNamara first credit to both teams for a most enjoyable game uh, conditions are far from perfect it's skiddy uh, you know things are wet there's a bit of a nasty old breeze blowing across when we, at an angle so if you take those things into account a good for injuries on, on Dora Bearfield where there are uh, you know, plans upset somewhat, but a most enjoyable game. So credit to both teams, first of all. I'd say, but Dyke's slightly the happier. However, you know, uh, Dora Bearfield, great strength in vital positions. They seem to be picking up the ball around the half back line. It'll be easier and clearing it, maybe uncontested some of the time. And uh, you know, Cahal Rowan back there as well, named at full forward and playing obviously back around the middle of the field or in front of in front of the half back line. They're picking up a lot of balls. So look, it's anybody's game. Very, very enjoyable. Some lovely scores. Very few scores from freeze actually, mainly yeah, from play. And uh, just you know, looking forward to the second half. It can go. This one can go either way for sure. Yeah, and and Petsy, you know, St. Joseph's, you know, eleven points to seven. They look even that much more comfortable. Than 
learn from but I but really they're putting themselves in a position that they don't want to be in well I mean they had the breeze I mean you, you, you would say I know it's a kind of a swirler but you, you'd still be thinking that uh, Joseph's it's still a five or six point breeze they're only up by three at half time but Ike there's a little bit of a spring in their step going off the field Joseph's are kind of trudging over here maybe you know I know that from, 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 from talking to them they knew very well it's going to be a tough a tough contest there's no question about it there was no one taking it taking anyone for granted but Joseph's are the hottest of hot favourites here in the bookies but Ike had a, had a, a, a really a free a free run at this like to have a habit cut at it knowing that uh, they have nothing to lose and I think that Budike are, are, going, are going like that you'd, you'd worry about Budike uh, but Willie Fitz going out on the, on, on the half back line now I know he picked up probably an injured player there in Brian Gilfoyle it's something to look at maybe for the second half because they, they changed Willie Fitz obviously from the inside but will, will, he, will he and the legs out in the half half, half hour line if Dor Bearfield are smart maybe, maybe ships, ships when it's on, 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 on over him and it could cause a few problems for Budike so I, I'm sure Budike management have seen that as well I'm not sure what, what the bench is like for Budike I know from the Dor Bearfield side of it it's pretty thin on the ground now so uh, any more injuries or any more people not playing up to scratch I mean uh, Dor Bearfield could be hesitant enough to call in yeah and of course but I have, have the added problem that uh, so I suppose your first team is your is your team but they're in the juniors season me fine as well and maybe one or two lets out there <laughs> might be quite reluctant maybe to win although your, your first team is your team I see Liam O'Donnell out there he missed a couple of games there but he's back in, in the fold again today and he might be an option maybe to throw in Gavin Moroni is also Sean Brown who I think has been absolutely very unlucky to lose his place I was a bit surprised that he had lost his place in the starting 15 today you know played quite well against Clark Castle the Leicester but look there, there's, there's options but the options for us at the moment here at, in Garney Park is that we're going to take in a half time break and a scoreline here of 11 points state it's St Joseph's who are in the lead against Budike and you're very welcome back here to Ogarney Park in St Joseph's for this quarter final the first third quarter final of the intermediate uh, championship here in County Clare this year it's 11 points eight in favour of St Joseph's at half time we're looking around for any uh, changes it seems as Willie Fitz is definitely gone out to wing back with, with uh, Tierney Statry seems to be at full back now with uh, Kevin Dross gone into the corner Sean Wiley back out on the wing it would appear any changes accruing there for St Joseph's Petsy? No, I don't, see, I don't see it at the moment. And I'm just having a quick scan around here. It looked like they've gone three on the inside line, but a massive amount of space in between. Look at the whole midfield into the inside line, Leo. Uh, but I wouldn't like to see that happen too often. No, and I think he's a Barry Mullane is on there for. Because I see Brian Gillafile is moving around rather, or ba- yeah, Brian rather gingerly. But the ball comes up from Lendy up to Sean Wiley, and Sean Wiley is beaten there by Jack Hennan. We are St. Joseph now playing into the school road in here in the school go- school side here in the in the second half, and the ball comes out. It's in a dive. The Budai cornerback comes out, and he takes a heavy challenge there Dive down with at cornerback and it'll be Jarrah Collar and Conan there for me that's Barry's numbers Jarrah Collar has gone on there Jarrah Collar we should yeah. have known to Jarrah Collar yeah. is on uh, for St. Joseph's with, with who's gone off Petsy um, just trying to have a, have a quick look it looks like maybe uh, no he's, he's, he's there uh, could be Shawnee Keane Shawnee Keane yeah Shawnee yeah. who had picked up maybe an injury there early on in, in the first half and it's a free for Patrick Fitzgerald on his own half back line Patrick comes back from the half forward line it's 11 points eight in favour of St Joseph's and Patrick Fitzgerald what a boost this would be to Budike it's, there's only been one score from a free in the whole in the first half and the sun in the eyes of Paul Madden Fitzgerald drives this one is this one gone? There seems to be a tail in it from Patrick and it goes out to the right hand side <coughs> and gone wide, you know. But I can't afford to miss chances like that, Pat, but he was a long way out. That's a long way out, Jay. Look, you're going to have you're going to have a missus from long range trees off and on, you know, lads up machines. But uh, having said that they could have used that one just to put a little bit of a more doubt in Joseph's mind, other it? But I could take it again, but it's going to be lying yeah, ball out for the, for for, for The ball came off the break from Peter Flower and Peter Flower puts it out over the sideline. I think he was under pressure from Ed and O'Neill and this girl just said go for the safety. Alan Lendy lighting it and tinned over here on the 
on the on the dugout side of the field here. And the ball here comes St. Joseph's. St. Joseph's the ball popped in, popped in the contours towards towards Bern, Bern, Bern and Drost. Bern gets away from from Kevin Drost and Bern shoots off his left hand side, but Drost puts in a challenge and, and forces Keen Bern to shoot. And you know, someone someone Keen shooting Patsy rather erratic. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he, he was under pressure there though, but uh, it was a very poor finish at the end, at the end of it all. He should just, especially with the breeze coming, go for the far far post and let it let it tail in. And the puck out goes out from Seamus quickly down on top of Lendy, but it comes to Don O'Halloran. O'Halloran has all the time in the world to put the ball in. He said, oh, lovely touch from, from Bern. Bern gets out in front of Kevin Dross, meets the challenge of William Fitzgerald. That ball comes in across towards Tierney, blocked down by Aina Dyle, goes back, and Tierney Statsry has all the time in the world to go back. Tierney, oh, takes a heavy a heavy challenge there uh, from Cahill oh, uh, O'Ran, and it seems to be a high enough, yeah. you know, seems to be a high challenge on Statsry, and Statsry hasn't come up, and I see Sean Wiley going in to meet. Uh, there's a bit of afters in there. I see the goalkeeper is out uh, making his presence felt, and and indeed it looks like a card for for Carl Ryan. You know, they seem to meet head on, Petsy. Yeah, it was a high challenge, uh, and uh, but Ike made, made you know made noise about it, and uh, the referee, even though he was hesitant at the start, uh, he kind of came in there, and he, I'm sure he'll flash a yellow here. Yeah, it looks like it's a, a card to be will be the outcome here for <coughs> for for um, uh, Carl Ryan. And Niall having strong words, the referee Niall Minow having strong words, and indeed it is a, a car to be. Tiernan Slattery, good to see him back up playing very well in the full back line, Pat. It is indeed. He's a lovely, lovely player, and uh, just a, such an impressive camp player, and great on the ball, but strong and, and, and kind of uh, you know aggressive as well. Uh, Rowan has, has gone back into the full forward line now again. They must be expecting maybe with the breezes it is, maybe that might suit his game better. Uh, they haven't, they had him back around, as I said, uh, kind of a sweeping role in the first half, but uh, he's, he's up there now, so let's see what he's made of in, inside. It'll be interesting to see how does yeah, yeah just, and, and Patsy we're just looking out here and, and it looks like Brian Gilfight is not moving with the fluency as he did in the early stages yeah. he seems to be carrying in knock yeah I kind of said that at half time that, uh, that Willie went out on the injured player it's, uh, and that was a, probably a good move for Bodike and if, if Joseph was smart enough now maybe they might they might, they might might try to get Brian moving around but he doesn't look like he's going, he's going too well and uh, they may, might be well advised to take him off and put on fresh legs <laughs> yeah and the ball is down is a jailer Colin is back there for St. Joe's back in the wing back position as Bodike making an attack and the ball comes to uh, Mugaman 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 is beaten by Fionn Slattery Fionn Slattery or is it Patrick Fitzgerald? It looks like Patrick Fitzgerald forgets the ball back out to Statsley, but the ball goes out over the sideline from the stick of Patrick Fitz. It's Herden and, and fail over in that corner, Pat. Yeah, it was a good bit of pressure on Patrick Fitz there, and he, he manfully tried to get the ball back to Slattery, but uh, just didn't work out. Too close to the line, but uh, now Joseph's in position playing it out through the lines again. And here comes Ed Joseph with their running game, and the ball comes into Kelleher, and Kelleher, he's not going to mess around, but who's out here? Oli Lysmith and Oli Lendy. Lendy's their go-to man, and here comes Lendy, moving fairly well, gets the ball out to Hennon, Hennon the, the forward gets into Aina Dyle gets out in front of Tierney and flicks the ball away from Tierney on this occasion Tierney coming out towards the sideline okay, released the ball back to Lendy Lendy being chased on by Thomas Minogue but hits the ball into the middle <coughs> here's a chance he's a Gerald Cullen Gerald Cullen gets away from Shawnee Dyle advantage being played by Niall Malone but the ball goes in quickly oh quickly is the ball drops in it comes off the hands off quickly but Niall Malone pulls back for the, gives the advantage uh, a free in it could be a high tackle could be a car to maybe for Shawnee Dyle no Indeed, it is going to be free for St. Joseph's, yeah. but a dangerous ball came off the hands of, of, of Quigley, but Kevin Drost was quick enough to get the ball away. A dangerous ball going in under the post, Pat. Yeah, Jarlick. Colin is a class player to be able to bring in, now whether how much holding he's done. He's a lot of injuries uh, in recent years. I know what, what a great player he was for Clare and indeed minor as well, but um, he, he took that shot and uh, there was a lot of confusion in the bike defence, but they, they did save the goal going in, but there was a, a bit of a, a clip on Jarlick. That's three shots, so it's, uh, hence the free in from... Uh, 
about 60 metres out is uh, Central so a chance to, to uh, open up a gap yeah free for, for Cahill Rain and this is St. Joseph's first free of, of that here here in, in this and Ryan strikes this one does he strike it is there a tail net I think there's oh. a tail net it's gone to the left hand side and gone wide and I tell you there's a malaise about St. No Joseph's in the half, Petsy, there's a malaise about St. Joseph's you know that anything could happen yeah, here yeah I said, that, I said it earlier on it has the kind of a game if you're on the sideline like I've been on the sideline many times you'd be kind of thinking that but I could hang around there and maybe a major or a green flag could change the whole whole course of this game and the ball goes into Fionn Saturday but the ball is picked up by Joey Keane Joey Keane gives it out out to Hennon it's Jack Hennon coming back from his centre forward position back here comes Jack and switches the play across it's going to come towards the end of the island Tierney Tierney goes up the hand and catches it here comes Tierney trying to take on the challenge a shot from Tierney he turns but the ball is good goalkeeping by Quigley good safe goalkeeping and he's going to launch this one and launches it down but he's only a one and one it's Jamie O'Donnell Jamie O'Donnell and the full the ball goes in over the top but Joey Keane goes back there but I could going to have to get support in for O'Donnell Statue comes in but he gives it out to Kelleher here comes Kelleher for St. Joseph's St. Joseph's are like a soccer team they come with four it's a ball comes out to O'Hollon O'Hollon gets away he's pulled back a lazy tackle by Willie Fitzgerald uh, given did you know and I thought maybe a cock should be uh, a, a car there for um Willie on that occasion a blatant pull back Pat yeah oh, a, a clear free there although Holland made the most of it no yeah, question about yeah. it but it was a free and uh, is entitled again the Bedeik defence is very cool under pressure I have to say a lot of the time oh, not the Bedeik but Joseph defence coming out well with the ball like that and finding their men grooning off the shoulder it looks like the, the, the lads will be used to football so anyway but uh, you know it's effective but it's, it's up front they're probably just a little bit wasteful yeah and it looks like a sub is coming on for Bedeik I see Sean Brown Sean who was was, named, was, was, in the, was, was playing in the last day against uh, the Magpies at Clark Castle and played quite well is he going to make his way Ryan with the free is this nope. one going to, is this one going to turn nope. in and indeed it's the very same situation again Patsy and I tell you you know St. Joseph's could rule those misses and there is a small bit of panic stations maybe uh, creeping into St. Joseph's as Seamus quickly puck out this bar for Budak yeah, that'll just show you that Colorado is feeling the pressure. He missed a very easy one to start, and he came out maybe beyond his range. I think uh, Alan O'Neill would be probably better served to hit that long, long range free, in my opinion. And he's had two wides now, and he'll be kind of a little bit nervous on, on the freeze from now on. And the ball from Wiley back to Fionn Slattery, and Fionn kind of snapped at that one, and it goes out to the right hand side and gone wide. It's 11 points to 8 in favour of St. Joseph. The quick puck out from Paul Madden to Landy. Landy having a good game at wing back, going across his own full back line, mm. and uh, the playing, <gasps> playing around with it. But Landy is a cool customer. He's been around, he's seen it all before. Donna Holland comes in to help help the situation. And Donald, oh. I tell you, I'm not too sure what's going on with St. Joseph's. Paul Madden now has to come out to the 14 from his own goals. And that's oh. a chance, it could be given as could a free, as a chance on Jamie O'Donnell. But here comes St. Joseph's. Out with Fionn Kelleher. And he's Adam Mugaman. Mugaman gets it out to Gerald Cullen. Gerald says, enough of this messing. And puts this ball up. But he's going to come to the stick of Keem and Oak. Keem and Oak, the Bodike centre back. Gets out in front of Rowan. Gets the ball back out to Sean Wiley. Wiley, a low ball up the wing to Shawnee Dive Shawnee has been quite up to this since this gets the ball to Flower Flower gives it to Cahill Cahill Dive gives it back to Peter Flower a shot score. from Peter Flower to be a tremendous team score but unfortunately wow. uh, the shot from Peter Flower goes to the right hand side and gone wide the score remains 11 points in and here indeed it, it look is it number 23 it yeah. looks like it's Liam O'Donnell it's Liam O'Donnell is coming in for Bodike not Sean Brown Liam O'Donnell who had been absent from the panel for a, 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 for a, a number of weeks there but he's back in the fray and he replaces uh, Tommy Minogue Tommy, Mino, Tommy yeah. can be quite happy with his debut season so far in the intermediate championship the puck out comes from Paul Madden Paul Madden gets it out comes out here uh, towards uh, uh, but Cahadai picks up I thought that uh, there was a free there but it's Rowan trying to pick the ball up for St. Joseph we're in a wing back position here Cahadai trying to get it Peter Flower Flower trying to get his he's trying to break through oh. the tackle and uh, he t- 
I tell you, whatever, Petsy, if you're, going to t- if you're making one step forward at all, it seems that Naim Malone is giving the free. And, you know, but I could very much in this game here. And a chance for Patrick Fitzgerald, Patsy. Yeah, came in in numbers there, a big time. Um, you know, but Ike, there's a, there's a hunger about him now. They can sense there's there's, some, there's something in the air. And, uh, you know, a big free here for Paddy Fitz to knock it down to two points. This could be our first score of the second half. It's amazing there's been no score ten yet. Ten minutes gone. Yeah, say, yeah, ten minutes gone and ten, nine and a half minutes gone and no score yet. Is Patrick Fitzgerald going to change that out here? 70 metres out. He strikes it. He nope. strikes it. No, oh, no. and then no, the last one went to the right hand side. Oh. This one went to the left hand side. And there is, action on the side there, there, is, there is action in the line. And I see, uh, but I, uh, but I, I see Shane Dowling making his presence felt also. But I care making his presence felt to Johnny Healy. <laughs> there was a bit of afters there. The ball goes out. Baron gets out ahead of Kevin Dross. Here comes Keane Baron. Baron tries to get away from Shiny Dial. Goes to ground. Adventure's being played. Gets the ball back to Jay. Here comes Jay. Jay puts the ball in. Into Rowan. Here comes Rowan. Oh. Rowan going into the traffic. Going to turn off his shot. A shot from Rowan. What a ball. In. Ah, good score from Cotton Ryan. That arrest the Malays. But you can see Pat, there's tension on the sideline. We see Shane Downing getting involved like that. With a, 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 but Ike, um, yeah, it seems he's a member of Mike the panel. Killer, Mike Kelly was a little bit pushed there, a little bit of a small push there as well earlier on, I think, with, with uh, Healy. But uh, I, I think Joseph was playing very nervously. That point is very, very important. They're just like t- the teams as tense. They know they're missing players. They know they've got a battle from Bud Ike and they're against a bit of a breeze. And I suppose they know their favourites as well. There's just a bit of tension and nervousness about Shane Jones' attitude. Things aren't working right. So that was a vital score. First score, it took 11, it took 11 minutes to get to, almost to get that first score of the second half, which is amazing, considering the quality of the first half. 12 points out of Shane Jones. Sean Brown needs no one in place of Cahal McKenna, another man who can be very happy with his championship season. But the puck out comes to Joey Keane. Joey Keane is there with Fionn Keller. We're in the St. Joseph's half-back line. But like attacking, but St. Joseph's there in numbers. The ball is going to break out. Who's going to win that ball? And indeed, it is It is uh, the full-back Mugman, the leader for St. Joseph's. Finding it hard oh. to pick the ball up. But Brown with a lovely bit of skill from Brown. That's Brown's first oh. intervention. But his shot is blocked down. The sun in the eyes of Paul Madden. But Madden is a cool goalie and flicks the ball out to Donald O'Halloran. O'Halloran gets the ball into Mugman. And a late block down there by Sean Brown, a free from where the ball landed. Petsy, your take? Yeah, it, it's, it's scrappy mm. enough, as we said, alluded to the quality of the first half. The scores are free-flowing, but Ike seemed to have funneled a few players back, so that stops the, the inside line getting, getting, getting the easy ball, and that's good management in my view. But, uh, but Ike, unfortunately, down the other side, I find it very hard to get her free shots away. And that ball, a long-range free, is caught inside by Byrne. It is going to be a shot, and indeed, it's caught. It's a goal. Ball. It looks like Keith Byrne, the yeah. man who is the difference difference between the two teams here in O'Garney Perth. He caught the ball over the head of Kevin Drost and went in and the dual player booted the ball to the net. That could be a massive score, Pat. One points. Well, he's the target man for he's the man that is the go-to man for Josephs and he has delivered with that goal. So Baron for me is their most important player at the moment. Get the ball to him. He's beaten all his players so far. What a wise position always, but finished that after a brilliant catch in traffic. So uh, a vital, vital part, a moment in the game. Now Josephs could play with a bit of freedom and maybe could just maybe get 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 a grip on the game. Let's see. The ball goes in in towards Ian the ball and a push by Ian Adai on Conor Dearney. Is it a free from where the ball uh, from outside? But I tell you, the tensions have rose here on the sideline in, as well, Patsy. You know, and it just shows St. Joseph's are in a battle. As we, it looks like, you know, they're in a battle. But that goal line, that goal puts a bit of daylight between them, Patsy. It'll just show you the, the importance of that, that stupid free given away there. Uh, Sean, uh, came on, uh, Sean, uh, Sean Brown, it was kind of a little flick pass. He had a late chop on it, <coughs> ball from where it was landed. High delivery from a free, caught, kicked to the net, you know, and that was another late chop as well. So, but I have to get their discipline in order. This is another scoring chance here for Colin Wen. Yeah, and I suppose on Petsy, it's on small, small things, small margins that games can change. Yeah, absolutely. 
And here's that free from away, and he's struck two, not so great, but he strikes this one with intent and purpose, and it goes straight through the pose. 113 10 points. Daylight for St. Joseph's now, Pat. Uh, very important point, Patsy Midday, about discipline. You know, silly freeze. Now the, the, the gap now is uh, seven, eight points, is it? Which is a huge gap, considering this game was only uh, a one or two point margin game for most of it so in the first half. And uh, now questions asked about Dyke. Let's see what the, these young players are made of, and I'm sure they'll come back with an answer. And the ball is off with Carl Dyle in the middle of the field. They're in the wing far position, but St. Joseph's getting in getting numbers in Landy trying to get the ball but Fitzgerald gets the ball up for Bodike gets the ball back to Shawnee Dyle Bodike could do it to score Shawnee drives this one but it's this one the wind takes it away and Bodike shooting in the second half is leaving an awful lot to be desired and maybe we were blaming the St. Joseph's in the first half but the breeze must be having an influence great puck out from Madden finds Rowan Rowan is having an influence here in this second half takes on uh, Kevin Drost and, and Nemo Dan Lover on the far side of the field Paddy Fitz has gone to midfield for, for Bodike here as Bodike tried to arrest the slide here in O'Garney Park but it's St. Joseph's who are in the ascendancy this broadcast brought you associated with their credit union and our outside broadcast sponsored by Michael Long Construction and the ball is gone out over the line the line ball over there Carl Rand I think it was a Jack Hennon was trying to go in to finish the score but Petsy St. Joseph's very much in the in the driving seat at this moment yeah, in time their tails are up now Leo I mean that goal was a, was a huge boost we said the green the green flag um, you know either way would, would, would really kind of determine the outcome of the game in, in my view and uh, it looks like St. Joseph's tails are up uh, but I probably we need a few more bodies forward now because like you said the shooting is a little bit off shooting from distance because they really have no target and if you look in the inside line there isn't one person inside the 45 now no no one within 50 metres hardly now and, but it's St. Joseph's come through and here it's McCullough gets the ball out to Rowan Rowan has time to shoot and plant his feet and put the ball over the bell and Pat you know it looks like this uh, but I, uh, challenge is beginning to fade here in O'Garney Park one goal and 14 for St. Joseph's 8 points for Budike it's amazing how players get up their game when the tension is lifted you know when there's tension their mistakes are made they're jittery the shots aren't hidden with conviction they're tail wide then when you're 7 or 8 points up you get a, you get a, a, a you get possession and you strike it straight and through with conviction and you drive it through the post and uh, Joseph are playing like that now and it looks you know it might be a bit early to say but coming towards the water break it might be a bit early to say they're on the road to victory but you know it, it's a big big ass of young but I team to put to haul this back against a very very powerful defence here and a team now whose confidence is, is well up so uh, a big challenge for Budai let's see if Paddy Fitz is the line ball is he going to try and put it over if he does it's a tricky one Good cut for Fitzgerald, but indeed there's a tail in it and you know that malaise of like shooting shooting from you know <coughs> Petsy shooting from angles that are not really not really on. No, I mean that, that was a, a line ball tricky in the, against the wind and you know he'd be better served maybe to just to kind of kind of tail it back across maybe to the far 21 if you know what I mean and, and let let bodies up, up for it and, 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 and tack it instead of uh, having, a, having a cheap puck out now for Joseph's. Joseph's are on top now but I can, uh, this water break probably has come at the, at the right time for Budike they might be able to readjust a few things but definitely the extra bodies in the back now probably aren't suiting Budike they might as well just go going home for now and see, and see can they go man on man. Yeah and indeed Petsy is right you might as well be hung for a sheep as a lamb at, at, at this stage, you know. And oh, yeah. you know, but I done well to stay in the game. And you know, I suppose didn't really capitalise on the advantage of the breeze in the early moments. And the flag has gone rather still here. And it looks like is it Brian Gilfile is uh, coming off for 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 Zenjo. He has yeah, been limp, limping, limping, badly, yeah. limping badly. You know, had a great contribution <coughs> in the first half, uh, not as much in the second half. And looks like there is a change uh, coming from St Joseph's and the score with one fourteen to eight points. Uh, quite comfortable for St. Joseph's Pet. I don't know why they left on Brangelfeld so long. I mean, if you're carrying an injury and he's only getting worse as you run around for a full quarter of the second half there and your team may be under a bit of pressure. So, you know, it's 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 uh, it's surprising they left him on that long and just get him off and get the treatment as soon as possible because, you know, they were ahead and, the, you know, they were looking like they were the better team. So, uh, 
Having said that, the lads on the sideline know best what, what will be knowing in here. Uh, Joseph's now the, the, the shackles are lifted. It looks like they've got their confidence back, their mojo's back. But Ike now, I suppose, are the team under pressure. And as we said, look at it's 114 to 8 points. If they keep all the players back past midfield and no name for that, they might, they might lose the game 120 to about 10 points. Would they better off throw up their forwards and lose it to 222 or 3 and maybe score a goal and, and 15 or 16 themselves and try, try and get a, a bit of a score a, a score threat in there? At the moment, it's not happening for them. Uh, they thought maybe going along with the breeze would do. It simply didn't work. They, they weren't getting clean position in the middle of the field with time to strike it. And when they did do that on once or twice, one or two occasions, they just weren't accurate enough. So, um, better team now are in the lead the physically stronger team are in the lead as well and Keane Minogue knows, hasn't been as much in the game either in the second half driving good ball in but then again he hasn't got the targets to hit so uh, but I don't have a decision to make they need to get three forwards up again and uh, you know, hope their defence will hold tight and that they will can manufacture a goal and a few points for themselves and just you know put a little bit of pressure on Joe that's questions again and is it be hung for a sheep or a lamb you might as well lose a high scoring game as a low scoring one and indeed uh, Petsy you have to give credit to Joseph you know they've taken out the influence of, of Minogue they're working <coughs> up through the lines and before they come to him the ball is getting over his head really taking him out of the game yeah absolutely you know, it's, 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 it, it, uh, tactically now they're going to have to get it right uh, Leo now does I see there's probably two inside they're going to have to maybe push up another body or two in around, in around the half hour then as well it's just unfortunate when I get the ball they, like you said the target the targets are very minimal to, 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 to strike and we'll see what they do up the line here and that ball is poked up by Paul Madden that's a heavy challenge from Keane Byrne as he drives Sean Wiley out over the line and Wiley goes back to have a word with, uh, a word with Byrne and I thought myself it was a perfectly fair shoulder it was shoulder on shoulder and you know look it can work both ways uh, Pat ah, yeah, look at I, I hate when players react to it getting an old shoulder I mean and, and it's not John you know it's part of the game if you give it yourself it rises you and you're wondering why the guy can't take it so you know take an old shoulder listen something into the face or into the head you know get up and get on with it and you know you have a chance to shoulder back before the game is over and the ball and it, it, but like Gadbury is up with a, a push in the back there by Kim and Oga blatant push in the back on Jack Collin and he's going to be brought in and I think is it I'm not sure is it Willie Fitz he's going to incur the rat of the referee I said there was a couple of fuckle um, in the wrong in the wrong direction there Willie is explaining that it wasn't him but Niall Benone I'm not too sure who is it is it Shawnee died it looks like Patrick Fitzgerald has been called I think Willie was being blamed in the wrong so uh, he was being just the brother was, was was wrong and Willie was being blamed Willie has often been blamed in the wrong pattern uh, but uh, not taking the, not taking the rest in this case is Petty uh, getting a, a word from Niall Malone uh, probably a court to brief for a couple of fuckle um, out of place but, but Petsy you know again Poor free given away by Keane Minogue. The last thing you wanted to do was give away an easy score just after the water break. Yeah, sure. Look, from our vantage point, you could see that happening a mile away. He, he, he wanted to get some some bit of a contact with the Joseph's men, and uh, you know it wasn't a fair challenge. It was a stupid challenge into the back and to the tap over free really for 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 Carl Rowan. Um, Joseph's getting a few frees now in the second half. They got none none I think of, of scoreable range in the first half. Let me show you how the discipline was was, was very good, uh, but 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 Ike in the tight now in the tight they're, they're beginning to, to give away silly frees and uh, the, the the gap is only growing larger and larger. Leo. Yeah, and it's 115 to 8 points now. In, in favour of St. George's um, 18 minutes gone here in the second half of this intermediate championship quarterfinal quickly going long not sure if this puck out is going to favour but like Minogue is going up into the forwards now the ball comes off the stick of the wing back of Donald Holland goes out over the line it's a line ball for, for Budike and Patrick Fitzgerald and maybe Budike would be better advised to put Patrick Fitzgerald put, put mm. maybe in where we could get, get a score or two maybe you know he looks like he's looking for runners to runners not, not moving with, uh, as good as they were in there said he goes short to Shawnee Dial. Shawnee Dial going to take on the challenger of Aaron Lendy Lendy a hard man to get past but Shawnee Dial going in taking the challenge against the ball into Cahal Dial. Cahal Dial a shot from Cahal oh, oh and it went across the goals and I think shooting from an angle like that maybe not, could be better advice Paul Madden went down didn't have a save to make but 
maybe better off recycling pet but I but, but I have to go for goal they no, need goals in, at fairness, this in fairness to the lads they had the courage to attack and set it up and go for the two lads but uh, you know he only had about two foot of a gap there between the two because he was such he was almost on the end line and well out well out the field as well uh, as the guys out the end line so there was only about two foot of a gap there and he wasn't there to be active enough so pulled it across and uh, possession back with Joseph Petifitz back in the game again has a free on the 65 yeah fouled by Tom Hennon a poor ball by Leggy <coughs> not into many times oh, Petsy, oh. we say he hits a poor ball but Shannon uh, players beginning to get to know one another I've seen is it Tom Hennon they, they all know one another from underage holding and that and, and uh, Niall Malone and one of the I tell you he's one of the best referees in, in the county you know Niall Malone and I think this man has a bright future in refereeing takes no uh, messing off anybody this is a free for Budike uh, 45 metres out Shiny Dye looking out towards the sideline to see what you do I think Pat he's maybe just put a score on the board and take just a, get a the chip, score and, yeah, and chip away and take from there but they the need point, a score sorry, sorry uh, the point that Leo made there about the referee you know, anything you're not talking about a low ball in there going oh, in good save good save by Madden but in fairness it was a brave decision by Shawnee Dyle Paul Madden the ball skidded up off the ground the defence were asleep but it was Petty Fitz who was alive to the danger alive to the situation and look at one of the first times he's in around the square and there's a green flag we're back in the game it's 115 28 Petsy but yeah it, was, it wasn't a great strike uh, to be honest with you but he went low and it was a you know we always say in the game go low it skidded off the turf Paul Madden bounced off his chest and, uh, and, and he was there to tap in the rebound Madden couldn't do much he got the body behind it Steph 3 blocks it down well out to Sean Brown Sean Brown let's fly gets the ball but it's a free and no it's not his play on the ball is up with Donna Hall I think Sean had pulled and the ball goes in over the top in towards Tierney Tierney and in a dial in a dial for Budike tries to get the ball gets up comes out comes out using his uh, bit of soccer skill gets the ball out to Shawnee Shawnee oh, oh and a high challenge there um, I don't think there was any great intent uh, Petsy by Jay on that occasion but it, it is the referee to make a decision yeah he's not normally a referee to go for the red but um, it was a high one and um, you know it's, it was reckless uh, it's definitely yellow I, I don't think he'd go red he's getting the uh, getting the information off Johnny Healy now I'm sure the Budike bench would have something to say about it as well but Budike's uh, tails are a little bit up now and um, you know Joseph will have to manage it. the way he got up now in fairness to the Dyke man was had a fine game now I must say, I must say Shani Dial had a, has, has had a fine game fair play to him he got up, got up quick so I think to be on a yellow card here now. yeah I think Cotterby because Gerald Colin Pat isn't that type of player you know and in fairness Shani turned around in team we know the challenge was high look when you see the referee taking time like that you normally it's a Cotterby uh, and look accept that decision Gerald Colin has been a fine player and a genuine player for years uh, for both Joseph's and Claire Underage as I said uh, so I think going up along the, the ages there many years ago and uh, one of the lads you'd, you'd append your life on and never struck a an nasty blow in his life so good to see Jay uh, just getting the yellow uh, but, and uh, the free has gone wide but I was just going to say before that it's, it's, it's a fine thing that we're not talking about the free up to, up to a minute ago there you know he's just almost invisible in the game always a great sign as you said a good ref uh, doing a good job and a poor free there from Keane uh, Petsy you know never give it a chance yeah, wide I, uh, and <coughs> maybe it would be a better to play in as I, would have, dro- I, w- I would have dropped it in around the house uh, clear to be honest yeah, yeah, and, and be safe about it and let's get a contest because sometimes a, a soccer punch can happen and you can get another one like that you know so I mean they're going to need a few goals they're not going to pick back seven points here with, with, with the time remaining so they're going to need another green one if not two yeah indeed but I need but I need green flags and the free is for Alan O'Neill and I'm not sure I think is it being brought up I think it is being brought up there was a, a couple of fuck out of place again uh, by and you know again Pat discipline is key here and a, a couple of words out of place and a game a game you know a game can change big time it's a free Rowan on his own 65 on the but like 65 metre line it's one goal in 15 to one goal in 8 Cahill drives this run and 
Cahill drives this one over the bar it's going 116-28 he has found his shooting form Patsy he has uh, ever since that goal went in he had a couple of frees and after that and that was, that was a tough free now in them conditions and uh, he put that over the bar so he is, he is a good free taker in general and uh, you know he, he's been to shine, shine in the frees now again a great puck out from um, puck out from quickly but a great catch by Ellen O'Neill O'Neill very solid Donald O'Halloran gets the ball out and here comes St. Joseph's uh, here walking the ball up through the lines it's Dial and Tierney a great play by the cornerback Dial gets the ball away from Tierney he is really grown into that challenge of Conor Tierney and the ball comes out to Shawnee Dial Shawnee Dial gives it out to Key Minogue Minogue is going to shoot from wing back out from the wing back that's a good point from Minogue uh, from the, the half back position a ball over the bar one goal and 16 to one goal and nine but Ike's still there they're still there I mean and it let green flags those had to say you know they're not going to pop over that many points it's 23 nearly 24 minutes gone I suppose realistically you have seven or eight minutes left in the game plenty of time to get a few points but I'd say you know they lead at least one goal and put some pressure on you know Joseph's don't look that comfortable yet uh, you know there's still a team with little bits of doubts about him I think and uh, here but Ike now again in position and maybe set with another attack and Cahal gets the ball down but he's going to be intercepted by the soap it's over is Keelan Butler and a chop by Keelan Butler Keelan who's in instead, instead of Aaron Lendy and we have now we've already two statues in the field and now we're going for the triple and here comes Oshin Statry being thrown in and Oshin what's Oshin a lad who's come back from has been plagued by injuries for Brike and Oshin comes on instead a piece of flour and Oshin Statry is not going to weaken this any any bit at all Patsy yeah this this free now is from right in front of us here now so I think it's around the house now which is a big 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 one now for Brike a great ball from, from, from Shawnee Dial Fischel puts up the hand but the, it's O'Neill or is it Mogovan tries to get it out from St. Joseph's Mogovan trying to help, finds it hard to get up but he gets it out to O'Hallon O'Hallon has had a good game in midfield he's always available gets the ball out to Hennon that's Tom Hennon and and a, a pull by is it Oshin Statry on that occasion or is it Willie, Willie Fitzgerald a high pull and Willie was lucky to get away with a, a, a earlier on with a, with a drag uh, Willie is explaining his case to Niall Malone I don't think he can any, any cause of complaint here Pat oh, no, cause, no cause at all and Niall is uh, going to have a little word with him so um, I'd say uh, you know but I, but I, there. If they could just keep their cool a little bit, and as I said, you know, when players get tired as well, they, they tend to lose discipline a bit more. You know, you're exhausted from running around. Your mind is, is tired as well. You're tired mentally as well as physically. You know, it is a draining old game. Tough challenge against a, a maybe you know a slightly superior team bigger team as well in sticky enough conditions so you know let's let's tend to lose concentration and discipline uh, uh, you know when they get tired and, and maybe that explains it so I'm sure Willie won't admit to being tired yet though no but Willie Willie is after being called ashore <laughs> I think they're afraid that Willie could be getting the car to Derek fairly soon yeah. because it, you know shuts it in two days in the shows but uh, get replaced by Moroni Ellen O'Neill uh, look at O'Neill striking has been sublime Patsy and really I suppose to all intents and purposes he probably along with Keane Bant has been the main player on the pitch yeah Neil, Neil has had a great season actually to be honest Julie. I watched him all over and he's been very very solid uh, one of Dorby uh, most consistent players and as we said the long range freeze that, uh, that, that O'Neill can, can, can have, have in his locker that was the, with, with a bit to spare from uh, inside his own 65 uh, 117 to 19 in favour of St. Joseph's the ball is cleared by Keelan Butler Keelan Butler on Hanrahan now on for St. Joseph's but the ball is with Keelan Minogue, Minogue trying to get he's been held up by Owen Hanrahan and Min- Minogue uh, fighting they are still showing us fighting the black and amber of, of, of Bodine Petsy yeah it wouldn't be Owen Hanrahan now at all yeah, I know the jersey is Owen Hanrahan Sorry. but Owen injured it would probably be an Owen Telty by the looks of it right. now I'm not sure but I, I would nearly think there's Owen Telty yeah good to have uh, the St. Joseph connection here with us uh, you know we'll oh, be lost uh, absolutely though Petsy he can, he, can, he can tell players apart with those uh, have you seen them at all yeah. and it's a free for Shawnee Dyle 65 metres out Shawnee drops his one in this a dangerous ball he's sitting around the can- oh. a pole and it can go either way 65. and it comes off the stick I think of uh, I think it was Don Holland on this occasion 
But a ball like that, uh, uh, Pat, Pat, it can cause anything, it can, it can go anywhere. I think that's what should have done once or twice earlier there, you know, because, you know, getting the point at the stage isn't going to make a lot of difference. There's uh, 27 minutes gone, but, you know, go in with the, go- the ball t- towards the crossbar height, uh, five yards out from the goal, lobbing in, and, you know, there's a chance in five to get a flick into the net, maybe, and that's maybe the better bet at this stage. Yeah, it's one goal in 17 to one goal in <coughs> nine. 27 minutes gone, plus injury time here in this quarter-final intermediate championship. It looks like St. Joseph's are underway into semi-final to join, to join Tulla and Rowan. That's a great ball for John Dyle. Fitz pulls one hand, but the break is cut out by that number two is Kevin Meany. And here comes St. Joseph's with Donna Holland and Donna Holland uh, is stripped they are a lazy tackle by Fionn Slattery. Not what but I uh, need, uh, Patsy. You know, they need to keep the pressure on St. Joseph's and, you know, an easy challenge uh, for St. Joseph's to come away and clear their lines. A couple of great deliveries there by Shani Dyle. Really lovely floating balls. Um, Fairness St. Joseph's, they dealt with him. Um, but that, that tackle was, was, like you said, it was a little bit careless and, and lazy, maybe. Instead of, instead of just putting pressure on the clearance, he gave him a free shot and all of a sudden Kyle Ryan has in possession now. Indeed, Kyle Ryan leaves it to Kelleher. Kelleher has been quiet in the second half. Uh, Keane came in with a high, but the ball comes back to Tyne. Tyne isn't going to mess around with it puts the ball down the corner but blocked away by Ian Adai himself and Tierney having a tremendous battle here and the ball is died who goes down on it he's been pushed by, by Tierney get back the ball gets the ball back to, to Tierney Staffy Tierney trying to clear the ball for Black we're down the right corner back position Sean Brown but the ball comes through and the ball comes across here comes St. Joseph's the ball Sean Wiley trying to get the ball for Black and the ball goes out to over the sideline and gone wide and Black have a chance and Sean Seamus quickly was a bit too quick for Niall Malone on that occasion we're in the dying, mo- dying moments here of this intermediate quarterfinal and Patsy it looks like St. Joseph's were marching their way back to the semi-final where they lost out last year yeah I mean they have a, they have a, lot, of, a lot of work to do Leo in my opinion to, 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 to arrest a few things but uh, look at it, it, it's all about getting the job done Leo it looks like they have the job done now Baron the, the Miracle is 117-19 they have played a good second half I suppose from Bodike's point of view with a slight breeze in, in their favour one goal in a pint uh, is not going to cut the mustard no and that probably that probably tells the tale the puck off from quickly I see Ian Dyle is carrying a leg at the moment down a leg injury from following the tackle the ball comes into Fitzgerald Fitzgerald shoots good point from Patrick Fitzgerald you know he's been the, the talisman in the forwards one goal and 17 uh, to one goal and 10 you know I suppose Pat it is a transition time for but I there's not a lot of young players in you know they can be you know, they've, they've, they've brought the fight, fight to St. Joseph's, but as Betsy said, probably the 1-1 one, one in, in the second half, or 1-2, it probably tells its own tale. Players over the miles under 20 are learning the trade still, and they're learning the trade into the quarterfinal against a solid team. Is, is, is a tough uh, battle any day. Keane Minogue did great there up front to win that ball and set up Pettifees for a lovely finish. Keane Minogue can play anywhere, obviously. What a, what a, what a servant he is. That, that young key into to Bedrive already in his career. Here he comes again. Oh. <laughs> and and uh, the ball comes from Keeman over. It's on time, on time. Fionn Stathry now, Petty Fitz now positioned on Digital Square. It does a, a kind of a heavy challenge there, I'd say the referee might just be off to throw in the ball here. We're going into the time. Uh, we're at the referee's Niall Malone's discretion here in O'Garney Park. 117 to 1 goal and 10. He's gone thrown in the ball here. We're right here in a wee left wing back position as we place down towards the Kim Murray goal. But the ball comes out to uh, Jack Holland. Colin has a Maverick out to Tyne or, or, out to Keelan Butler Keelan Butler Gavineshkel out to Rowan Rowan tries to take on uh, Tiernan Stathry Tiernan Stathry the ball goes into the corner Sean Wiley and Barron Barron whose goal put daylight between the teams Barron whose uh, ball gets across it's going to be in towards Anna Dyla and, and Tierney 
Dial goes up the head. He's had a great game for Michael Connor back in. Feast that ball out to Sean. Sean Brown throws it up and, and he's been blocked down on the edge of the square. Not a, not a place to be playing around with it. And here is Terry. It's a free in. Bit of inexperience there shown by Sean Brown. Pat. He's a wing forward. Back in the full back. You can't afford to throw up the ball there and, and, and you know, you get blocked down, putting no. the pressure back in your own defence. No, he just uh, was very, very green and naive there in what he was trying to do. But uh, Joseph bit the most would have the free in to ensure now the, the win by hope by well I say going to it's going to be tapped over the bell, I'm sure. Uh, 118 to 110 and we are two uh, a minute just got, got a minute got into injury time that we've been in substitutes and a couple of injuries probably will be another couple of minutes of play yeah. but uh, at the moment I was just a matter of a bit like digging in seeking the finish with a score or two you know a walk off the field that hits hit, hit, hit as they can but Joseph's has done the, have done the business uh, you know uh, got a challenge answered it well and that's all you can ask for and I know Patsy you know be happy enough with that they did answer the challenge and came up with the goals when they needed to yeah and the puck off from Seamus quickly uh, fouled there on I think is it from Slattery on this occasion uh, by by uh, Tom Hennon it's one one goal and 18 to one goal and 10 you know and I suppose Patsy as you said St. Joseph in the quarter final with plenty to do yeah plenty to do uh, I, I've, I've been impressed with a few of the players now if you honest uh, like you said a few in Keller there now obviously from the back a little bit quieter in the second half but very solid overall you know um, up front obviously uh, Key and Barron was, was, was to the fore and in fairness Alan O'Neill their wing back as well was very solid as well you know in fairness a good workman like performance but in fairness to Budaik you know they, they, they're kept chipping away and, and there's, there's, there's still balls flying around the house now Leo you can, you can comment on that yeah the ball is it and Statsry trying to put in a challenge there for, for, for Budaik but the ball is going to be free out to, to Paul Madden. I love the way this goalkeeper strikes the ball. Lovely, relaxing. I'd say this man, Petty, I'd say he plays a bit of golf to see Paul Madden. Yeah, I'm not sure. What he, but he's been around a long time. He's been a very solid and a great servant for Dor Bearfield. And uh, they're, they're happy to have him because uh, the, the goalkeepers are thin enough to find in, in, in the parish at the moment. And that good ball, good ball out towards Dyle and, and, and Tierney. Dyle box the ball down and Tierney's stat three is in to cover, cover the side. Dyle is injured, doesn't know about the ball. Ruain, but Ruain gets the ball to Donna Holland. Donna Holland careering through the middle. Is this going to be the coup de grace? And indeed it is the coup de grace from the stick of Donald Holland. Seamus quickly rooted to the spot and the ball is put in by Donald Holland to put a major gloss on the scoreline. Two goals in 18 for St. Joseph's. One goal in 10 and probably that scoreline probably flatters St. Joseph's Petsy. It does. It does for sure. I don't think Bedike deserved that. It was 11-8 at half time and thought Bedike put in a great shift in the first half. But you know, maybe, maybe a little bit of fitness maybe maybe, maybe maybe other things. Leo, maybe down a couple of players I'm not sure but uh, you know Dorbea have, have, have since that goal come in have said have t- taken off the shackles as I say and maybe but I've got a bit more gung-ho after the, after the second water break judging by the space that Donald Holland was afforded there through the middle yeah and the ball is hit in by Patrick Fitzgerald but it only finds the hands of Paul Madden who's pulled back by Oshin Statsry uh, to give a free out for St. Joseph and respite for the Dora Bearfield goalie who has been quite confident in everything he's had to do today two goals in 18 to one goal in 10 we're at Niall Malone's discretion I would imagine this is the last play Shawnee died for Budike got a number of good score he's been pulled back there I suppose for St. Joseph's to doubt not pass and on, on this and you know but like a young team I must say I'm very impressed with Johnny Dyle I must say I, I thought he's had a fantastic game he's actually could, could be even the player of the match really, to be honest I think, I think he's had a fantastic game he's been on the ball all the time for Bedike anything good that Bedike has done Charlie Dyle has been involved with it. yeah he's been sent to a lot there's no lot of, you know out from his wing back position today got 6 or 7 points the last of wing back decided to move him out midfield yep. today taking this free lovely striker of, of a dead ball Johnny Dyle he gives, he gives this one oxygen and he puts it up into the sky Keeman Og is about is he going to swing 
but the ball and the ball breaks out out for a 65 and we're in the dying moments here at Pat <laughs> Alan O'Neill is as upset over the 65 as if there was a, a size one level and we were, he was going to concede the loser he's very upset over the 65 being given not that it matters in terms of the score level, but he's, he's given anyway I'm very impressed with Adam Mugaman as well full back Mugaman I, I think he has been very solid and uh, you know the power of him alone but he comes out at ball there he's very safe on the ball uh, you know as, it, as you said uh, player of the 20 full back and, and impressive enough in that too uh, the other player I'm impressed on it isn't because of his late goal Donald Holland for me has done an awful lot of work midfield for quite for, uh, yeah, just efficiently and no, no hanging around the ball a good player has always been but I haven't seen as much of him playing for Dor- Dor- Bearfield over a few years I don't know if he was around all the time or not but uh, certainly knew him as a young lad and he certainly carried it forward great ball in from Johnny Dyle but again this that man Madden the goalkeeper I've been impressed with Madden and also but he <coughs> that scores the full time whistle here in O'Garney Park in Six Mile Bridge and it's St. Joseph's who take the spiles on a scoreline of St. Joseph's two goals in 18 it's Bodite one goal in 11 pa- Patsy St. Joseph's came to the, game to the semi-final they're in the semi-final Patsy yeah, there is, and that, that, that was the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate game, obviously. Leo. And uh, they, they came up against a tough challenge, there's no question about it. Okay, it was a little bit easier, maybe that the second half, a kind of li- a little bit easier than the first half, obviously. But I think, like, like we were talking about the goal, uh, Keen Barron, great catch, and a good kick to the net. And that kind of opened up, opened it up. Maybe a few doubts creeped into, but like, how could they hold the you know, the inside line of Joseph's then? Carl ran in a very good second half as well, you know. So there was, a, there was, there was, there was some good, good moments for Joseph's. 218 in a bad old day is pretty impressive. Uh, maybe only three or four points from freeze as well so they got maybe uh, 214 there from play Leo which is very good I think the bridge actually suited them judging by what I saw in the park last week they were, they were, they were you know we have we have a couple of big 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 big, big, big units big men you know and maybe Corrafin exploited that on the wings whereas today a little bit a little bit more tighter here on the bridge uh, the day was a little bit more obviously damper and, and more wintry and I think it suited our lads against a, a probably a, a young enough uh, and, and, and maybe not physically as strong but I team to the Joseph team yeah and Indeed, we we will go there and Michael File who would know a lot, a lot of the bracelets uh, quite well. Because obviously he's three nephews outside on on the field to play. So uh, he said, shake hands for sending down a good sportsmanship there from Gilfile as he went around to shake hands of all the bracelets. Pat. St. Joseph's into the quarter-final. It's back to the drawing board for Bodaik. It is a rebuilding exercise for Bodaik. There's no doubt about that. They will be quite happy with the performances of players. I thought in a dial and, and, and Tiernan Stathry in the, in the full-back line. Minogue in, in at centre-back yeah, in the first half. As Patsy said, Shawnee Dial absolutely outstanding all through. And Fitzgerald, I suppose, Fitzgerald the times, they, were, yeah. they were the men that really took the challenge uh, to St. Joseph's. Every one of those that you mentioned, the Seamus Quigley as well. In goal, brilliant save. What he could do, absolutely. Um, players mentioned, you're absolutely right. And I mean, it's, it's team-building. If I was Bodaik uh, mentors and players I'd be I'd, you know I'd get I you know I'd just go into the dressing room now I, I'd, I'd round get him in a circle and say look at that we've made savage progress I mean it's a beautiful quarter final but most of us most of us are in long order minor under 20 so and uh, no old stages talk about retiring or anything like that they have in most clubs so I think they should be very happy but to go back to Dora Airfield job done and I mean it's easy to say it's easy to say they weren't impressive at times but I mean conditions weren't perfect they had injuries the team was trained around a bit to, to make up for those injuries so I think overall look at Everything that they did was pretty good, apart from maybe five or six Spanish enough wides. But you've that many, you've that many any winter hurling or late autumn hurling as the kind of is now. So I think they should be happy enough. Are the intermediate favourites? Look at us. We, we, we have the semi finalists now, really known. We have Tulla, and we have uh, we have Tur- obviously Tur- 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 and Ruan. And, and Ruan, you see, I don't know if Ruan or probably at least at that standard, maybe they are having beaten Corfe in time. Will tell that they certainly they certainly be competitive. But uh, you know, Josephs have done the business. If I was uh, involved, I'd be happy enough with them. Definitely, uh, some fine displays by them, as, as we mentioned the centre. You know, Alan O'Neill, Adam Moningham, and Holler and Kelleher. Um and, and, and Baroness was a tyranny at times as well and uh, one or two of the subs including Jack Holloran uh, Jack Holloran did well as well uh, so looking overall not a bad display at all by them 
Uh, young but right team will improve, no question about it. Joseph's now in the semi-final, which is exactly what they wanted to do coming here, and the job is done. Yeah, and indeed, I suppose, Patsy, another name to add on. I think Ryan had a major, uh, Cahill Ryan had a major influence in, oh, second, yeah. on this, in the second half. You know, he, he came out, he drifted out, won a lot of ball, you know, missed a couple of frees, but didn't nail them after that. But I think he's, his position to play and switching the ball was central also for St. Joseph's. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Cahill had a, had a fine game. He's a, he's a fine hurler. Sometimes when things go against him, uh, you know, his, his body language can be a little bit, uh, a little bit down, and he probably shows his opponent too much that, he, that he's getting beaten to it, and he has to just improve his body language at times when he's getting beaten to it. Today, he was on top uh, of his man, obviously, and he was coming out foraging deep and uh, kind of connecting with the inside line, then spraying in good ball into Tierney and, uh, and Keane Barron. So he, he, he was definitely a, a torn in, in Budike's side. You know, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it's something that uh, Dorbea are getting to the semi-final. I mean, we, we, we watched him here last year. I was, you know, in the, in the COVID regulations. I had to watch from the, from the top wall there last, last year. You were doing it a fair amount. I was, I was over a wall there watching it, and uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't good to watch. We, we got absolutely trimmed against Tuller last year in the semi-final. So there's a few ghosts to, to, to lay in a semi-final, but at least they're there now, and they can, they can try to do that. Hopefully get a few injuries back. Unfortunately for the Jewel, they have that uh, football uh, quarter-final against uh, Lissy Casey next week. You know, there's a lot of them players out there today that will play next week. You know, hopefully they'll come out with a, with a clean bill of health as well, because Joseph's need everyone. I mean, there's good teams left in it, like we said, they're, they're Tullers and uh, the winners of, of Tubber and Smith O'Brien today, which will be a humdinger. And then all of a sudden you have Rouen, again, who are, who are, who are, who are probably the, the underdogs of the whole lot of the pack. But I mean, that, that boost against their local neighbours to beat Corofin yesterday would, would be a huge, a, a huge fill-up for Rouen. And, you know, we're, we're in for good semi-finals no matter what happens. Pat. Yeah, indeed. And, and Petsy, thanks you for your contribution <coughs> and Pat for your contribution here in our first game today. And we must also thank our sponsor, Derek Credit Union, and our outside broadcast sponsor, Michael Long Construction. We must also thank all the people who contributed to our collections, uh, our church gate collections last weekend. And look, at, even if you maybe so maybe forgot to do so, you could give it to any one of the volunteers on Scarab Bay Community Radio. Your, your contribution will be will be greatly appreciated. We thanks also to our men in the control tower, it's Jim Collins, who has been responsible for our first match here in O'Garney Park. We hope you'll join us later on at 10 to 5 for our second game here live from O'Garney Park with Smith O'Brien's and Tubber to see who picks up the fourth and final quarter final spot here for the Intermediate Championship. And from all in here in O'Garney Park, for me is Leo Dial. Uh, until we meet again, is Ben O'Day on Stone.